You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Del Tori. Same corner, same time. And a weird L. Coming off a weird L, man. Mm. But nonetheless, we are here. It's Florida State Week. It's rivalry week. Um, I still feel good nonetheless. This team is a little bipolar, but it is what it is. How y'all how you guys feeling? Nick, how are you feeling? You just got off the airplane not too long ago. I had to drive back. Mm. Yeah. Talks about Vandy. Um, love Nashville, man. Um, great city. Uh, it is far and away, head and shoulders, the best uh, college town. Not a college town, it's a city, uh, but best SEC city. Um, hang, hung out with a bunch of the writers, went to Broadway, had a good time. I think I was possibly uh, going to get mugged. Zach Albaverde, shout out to him. Mm. Uh, kept me from just, you know, being drinking, being friendly with the wrong people. Zach came and grabbed me and was like, hey, man, I uh, think it's time to go. So we you left. Me, you think you TJ? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um, and shout out to our boy Mike, who uh, was disappointed that only 33% of Stadium and Gale made it to Nashville. Mm. We'll work on it for next time. I'm definitely uh shout out to Tennessee Mike, bro. I definitely want to make Nashville. This season definitely as far as business and a lot of mm-hmm. things didn't go how we planned. There's been a lot of twists and turns. And I couldn't go like I knew I was going to Florida State week. That popped up. Um we just had to make that happen with mm-hmm. the vibes just going with the network and also these seasons. Uh but the Miami week, and I went to USF. I would have mm-hmm. went to Nashville and then Florida State all back to back weekends. Yeah, um, throwing Thanksgiving in there and everything else. You gotta right, that would be a hell of a schedule, right? Yeah. Um, but we're gonna uh, make it out, happen the next time. Shout out to Hayes Gaming that says he's here to watch Uncle Percy Harvin Silk. Hey, you know I'm I inside for the joke game, there, baby. but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> ready to ready to go. Appreciate it, uh, Hayes Gaming. Uh, I'm actually reporting down from uh, the 954 Coral Springs down here in the old uh, childhood home. Uh, it's good to be back. I haven't been back down in South Florida for a long time in a while. So good to be back in Coral Springs. Went to La Bamba, got some Laspadas on the. Uh, nice. Cafe Monterano tomorrow, not a big deal, mm. right? So big weekend mm-hmm. ahead, Nick. Big week for Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm cheating. I'm cheating on Embers this week. Oh yeah, with who? Uh, well, it's my birthday Friday. Uh, shout out to birthday. FSU for making me work on my birthday. Uh, mm. High school program playing on Friday, uh, but my parents are coming to town for Thanksgiving. Fiance's parents are coming to town. We're going to um, nice. Prime and Pearl tomorrow, not Embers. A little Meet the Fockers vibe? No? Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. No cats, though. No cats. Right, right. Man. Well, Nick, how was the uh, – I got to ask. Uh, I always tell people my one of my favorite bars in all of Nashville is the Patterson House. <clears throat> Sent you there. Uh, I'm sure other people did as well, but how how the Patterson House treat you? Well, I've been, I've been to the Patterson House. Okay. Um, but it's always fun bringing somebody who, who hasn't been there. Um, it's like a, in a, like a, it's in a nondescript building. Like this little corner building, mm-hmm. there's really nothing around it. Um, and you walk in and it looks like you're in a library. There's, mm-hmm. you know, a, a little stand where the hostess or host is waiting. And behind them is like a, a library, like a, a bookshelf. 
there's a couch right. and then you walk through like this curtain and then there's just like this speakeasy type bar um the bartenders are super knowledgeable um mm-hmm. was talking to our bartender because zach alberti not much of a drinker um and these drinks are elaborate so i get my old-fashioned uh, a bacon infused old-fashioned fantastic uh, and this guy kind of like asked zach what he likes figure something out zach had two of them um it's a really cool spot if you're if you're in nashville um definitely Definitely uh, would suggest that. Uh, Biscuit Love was fantastic. Mm. Hit up $5 Bakery today. Uh, mm. And then went to the Parthenon. And it was my first time actually going into like the museum. Um, so love Nashville. Yeah, no, five, uh, five Daughters Bakery. They have cronuts. Did you get a cronut, Nick? Yep, so it's a, sure did. It's like a croissant donut. Has a, mm-hmm. I think they uh, said it has 100 uh, layers or something like that. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Patterson House was... Probably the first speakeasy I ever went to, I think it was in 2011, was in Nashville. A buddy of mine was in law school there. Said, hey, you have to go to this bar. Uh, at the time, I was used to drinking you know, whiskey and Coke and whiskey and water, et cetera. I was like, you have to go. Uh, that's where I got turned on to Old Fashions, and it's it's been a uh, – it's been a swan song ever since then. But anytime I can go there, DK uh, here in our chat mentioned uh, that I sent him and his wife there. No, anytime uh, anybody goes to Nashville, I always encourage you to go to the Patterson house. And if you are a foodie and you like doing uh, chef's tasting menus and all of that, there's a restaurant right next door called the Catbird Seat, uh, which is fantastic mm. as well. Uh, so Stadium and Gale will be in Nashville in two years. Hopefully it doesn't necessarily coincide. I'm going to Nashville uh, before then. I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting on this show. I'm going to go like, Definitely. Good point. Yeah, they, uh, we may never have a, a UF Vanderbilt game consistently every other year with the new schedule that might come out. In the I just gotta get in Nashville. I think you got the men's. You got the men's basketball tournament there. SEC basketball tournament mm. in Nashville. Is it? All right. I can fake like I'm doing some content out there or something. Yeah. That's a weird basketball court too, because that's one of the ones where it's elevated in your seat. No, uh, no, no. They play in uh, Bridgestone. Oh, the SEC tournament. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I thought you meant a UF Vanderbilt basketball. Oh, no, no, apologies. No, no. Yeah, no, the, the SEC tournament is in Nashville. Uh, they play at Bridgestone, the Bridgestone Arena, where the Preds play. Tampa, shout out to Tampa. Tampa beat always uh, the Preds on Saturday, right? They they sure did. Yep, and uh, I'll be watching the UF uh, men's basketball program against Ohio uh, at Amelie Arena, where the Lightning play here in a couple weeks with uh, my buddy Derek uh, Brooke will be there. Uh, my friend Kelsey, a big fan of you, Silk. Uh, she oh, nice. said that she she likes me too, but but she's a bigger fan of you. Uh, I don't know so who you're talking be, about. I think we'll I know Kelsey. Yeah. Um, so that'll be that'll be a good time. But uh, just a, a quick housekeeping note was cool to watch. I don't think we'll get much into it. it was great to watch uh, all of uh, the UF basketball game on a Friday evening. We'll watch the uh, the highlights of it. But uh, to come back down from a, a 19 point deficit to uh, to steal that game from FSU is is just what I can envision will happen this weekend. Well, this Friday against FSU and football, but uh, we'll see. (laughs) Well, we have our buddy, James Coleman uh, that covers FSU uh, joining us today. So we're going to kind of do an inverse of what we would normally do uh, on stadium and Gale. We're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming game. We'll talk then about recruiting and then we'll talk about the Vanderbilt game uh, this past weekend. But before we do that, as always, you know, this show is sponsored by our friend, Alan Horn, with State Farm Insurance. Visit him at Alan Horn. That's A L A N H O R N E insurance.com or give him a call at 706 692 2888, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, and Alabama. Uh, it is free to get a quote. It is always worth shopping around your insurance, whether that's home, 
boat, uh, car rental, uh, business insurance, retirement planning, whatever it might be, give Alan and his team a call again, 706-692-2888 or allenhorninsurance.com. So you want to introduce our guest for the show today? Absolutely. We're kicking it with uh, James Coleman, former Florida State uh, fullback and also uh, host of Spear Tactics. Uh, James, how's it going, my dude? No, I'm going to say Spiratics. I don't want to give my guy. Spiratics. Spiratics. Um, my bad. My guy, my guy, Chris. I think Chris. Chris hit me. Chris coming on, too? or? I hope so. We don't see Chris in the uh, in the chat room right now. Uh, we can resend him the link, and, and while we do that, we can we can uh, we can get started. James, you played fullback. Yeah, yeah, fullback. I, I'm a big fullback and punting guy. Those are my yeah. two things. Shout out to Hunter Joyer, the last fullback at Florida. Yeah, I'm not a big punter. I hate punting. Kickers oh. are weird to me, but kickers like are weird. Old, but kickers I like are weird. Punters are like people. Physicality. The world was a better place when we used the fullback more. Mm. The nation just felt more <laughs> macho. It's very soft now. Um, mumble rap and that. um and um Mo- yes and um not lack of fullbacks is bothering me, but it's all good. I'm getting old though. Yeah, I like mumble rap. I'm okay, depending on who no. mumble. Depends on who mumbling. Some of them, some of them mumble okay. Um, t- the the Migos shot uh, unfortunate, you know whatever. But I like them, but you know right. not all of them. Future mumble rap technically, he my age, so he ain't, he ain't really. It's a couple. It's a couple. He mumbles, but it's a little clear. Yeah. Um, outside of that, man, how how you feeling? I know we got the big tailgate. I do want to shout that out. Uh, we have a Florida Florida State tailgate in Tallahassee this Friday for any Gator fans pulling up. We're gonna be at lot nineteen. Also, you can check the roll ups uh, Twitter page and the and the bio for that link or on our profile page anywhere on Twitter. You will find a link for it. I'll send out another tweet. But uh, if you're coming to the game. You don't have anywhere to hang out. Even if you do have somewhere to hang out, cancel those plans. Come pull up, hang out with us. Uh, we at the top of lot 19, giving it up. James, that's your spot. What, what it's like out there. Tell the people what it's like. I mean, it's it's nice. It's a nice little view. Um, It's really easy to get in and out of once you get up there. But we're at the top. You can see Doke. You can see the soccer fields. We're going to have a good vibe. Um, Ever since I got, I caught that COVID bad. Like, it me. So I don't like being around people too tight I sometimes feel. now. So we can get spaced out. We can have a good amount of, um, a good amount of space there and um really we're gonna just party man it's all you can eat all you can drink um all you can smoke cigars um i, I can't vouch for the other stuff like but that's there as well i can assure um, you it'll be there <laughs> but the cigars will be provided by thehumidor.com um the alcohol will be provided by abc fine wine and spirits and game day vodka um game day vodka does do um a florida state vodka as well as university of florida vodka so if you're allergic to garden the gold vodka, we'll make sure you have some blue and orange vodka that you can partake in as well. Um, and then the food, a bunch of different people um, from Tallahassee. If the food is not good, please let me know because I roast people. Like if they, if it's not a good product, I want to know. But um, as far as that, if you can out drink this tailgate, you got problems. I'm gonna be honest with you. You should go get help. But we're gonna have a good time, good vibes, and then hopefully we'll test it out, James. I know a few people that's gonna test it out coming from the Gator side, man. We oh, well, big please man. do. I don't want to take it back, but um, we hopefully have good vibes to where we can actually see a game where we're entertained. I always right. tell people this: outside of the spirit of the rivalry, for me, I'll be entertained as long as we're winning. As long as we're winning, but if not, I would at least like to like not leave the game early. So like that's kind of one of one of my things that I've been wishing for this season. No doubt. No doubt. Now we got to talk some football. Uh, Dan, you can lead the way. Um, yeah. 
Uh, FSU goes into this game for the first time in a while as uh, favorites against the Florida Gators. Uh, going going strong right now there in Tallahassee. Mike Norvell and, and Jordan Travis have them humming at 8-3 and three right now. I think they're second in the ACC. Uh, their their division, the what are they in the Atlantic Division there? Uh, but but things seem to be humming there in Florida State. You guys were able to uh, to flip a recruit today. It seems like a lot of good things are happening in Tallahassee. James, give us the overview of of what's going on uh, well this season and and why you guys seem to be finally putting it all together. Well, you know, being for real, it's a combination of um, being healthy at the right mm-hmm. time, finally having um, a proper age. Type of like this is one of the older teams that they've had um in quite some time. And the ACC kind of having the turnover. Um, you know, Clemson, even though we lost, you were able to be competitive, but Clemson doesn't have the quarterback play that they've had in um uh, in past years. Um, this was mm-hmm. one of the better North Carolina State teams, but you knocked their quarterback out. Um, and you should have won that game. Wake Forest just it's kind of like Vanderbilt. Every four years they have a bunch of guys who who probably going to become senators and doctors and judges and stuff. They just mm. happen to be good in football. I mean, it's hard to beat a bunch of 26, 27-year-olds that are in shape, but you still should have won that. But when you look at Syracuse and the other teams, and this is where you kind of judge the climb, you're you're not Clemson ready yet. You got to still get there, but you should be able to beat the teams that you're on par with, and um, as, as well as a rival. So beating um, Miami um, <laughs> very handedly um, helps. And again, mm-hmm. being healthy. Um, with guys like Fabian Lovett, Jerry Verse, able to be able to come in and play, that gets you the ability to be able to show proof of concept. You can only sell that we're going to be better for so long and not be better. Eventually, you got to be able to show the product on the field. And one thing that Mike Novell, you can, I, I hate non tangible things like, um, oh, it looks better. I better. I feels better. At the end of the day, it's about wins and losses. That's why we played this game. Looks don't mean, mean absolutely nothing to me. But right now, you, it looks like we're an eight and three team with the ability mm. to be a nine and three team. So that that looks a lot better than a five and seven team that people are saying, "Oh, it feels better than than the previous guy." I think Mike, uh, Mike took over in a, a tough spot, though. Like you had Jimbo that was checked out, then you had Willie's Willie's seasons, um, and then you take over and it's twenty twenty. So like recruiting's harder, the schedule's weird. Um, where where do you think that the program is now? in year three recruiting just get a big flip today. Um, and then obviously the big four game run that, that Florida state's on right now, just murdering teams. Um, I mean, it's not right where you want to be at. Anytime you fire a coach before three years, um, to quote an athletic director from a rival, um, uh, won't give his name, but you guys might be familiar with him. Anytime you fire a coach before a fire coach early, all you're doing is setting yourself up to fire the next coach early. So you have to give a coach time to be able to establish what they have. And really, it's three recruiting classes. That's typically where you can say that those are his guys. And now I will say COVID probably helped Mike Norvell better than it did um, the previous two. With the Because when you think about what Willie took over, he took over a team that was literally a few um, dummies away from being on um, academic probation with APR. So when you relax the APR, what that means is I can go in and cut everybody. I can get rid of as many kids as I want to. And so when you look at the heavy turnover that happened with Florida State and you look at what he was able to do in the, in the portal as well as recruiting, Mike brought in his guys. Now, mm-hmm. 2020, I give him a wash, but there's still no reason that you almost lose to Jacksonville State. You um, I'd argue that 
if he would have played Jordan Travis the way he should have played in 2020 and 2021, you'd probably not lose those three games because Jordan Travis would be exponentially mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Um, as I talk about, like, some guys like Kalen Deloach, the only um, development of Kalen Deloach is that Kalen Deloach is playing. He didn't play at first. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to get better when you actually play. But I think um, he was trying to find himself, trying to listen. And I think we're trending in the right direction. If his biggest recruiting job is going to be this, if he brings everybody back, not everybody, if he can bring 75% of the guys who are eligible to leave back, that's the best recruiting job that Mike Norvell can do because that will directly inf- impact the 2023 season, which will help mm-hmm. you develop your, your, your 2022 recruits, your 2023 recruits, and will probably give you the momentum that you need for 24 and 25. I seen uh real quick on uh, then we'll get we'll get to some game but I seen a, a draft board with uh Jordan Travis like ninth overall on there is there a shot you think he leaves early stop saying that I don't no 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 I think I think it was the ninth best quarterback oh. in the draft oh. Corey ninth best that's what I said you had him ninth overall yeah yeah did I I overall, difference yeah. between ninth overall and, and sixth round but oh, yeah. I was talking about overall quarterback I'm sorry no, I didn't sorry. mean um uh, overall. <laughs> Um, that would have been a drunk writer that would have been right now. <laughs> um, but what do you, even ninth quarterback, that ain't – I mean, that, that's pretty high. You know what I'm saying? That, that's mm-hmm. that's not far down the board at all. Uh, what do you think happens with Jordan Travis? Or he, Chris, we got Chris on the show too. Shout out to my man Chris. Pulled in a little late. That's on me, man. I apologize about that. Um, but welcome to Stadium Miguel, my dude. Appreciate it. Uh, Chris, what do you think about Jay Trav? Well, we talked about it on a previous show, and I personally think that Jordan Travis has showed his best game or his best ability to be an actual quarterback this season after being under Tony Tokars for a season. Uh, a lot of people love Kenny Dillingham. Uh, everybody knows that he moved on to Oregon. Um, I got no problems with Kenny. He's more of a play caller than a coach. And I think once Tokars was brought up to the position to be the quarterback coach, he showed Jordan how to be more of a pocket passer with being able to use his ability to throw the ball versus being able to run it. So I personally think that Jay Trav doesn't have enough – he doesn't have enough film to show his quarterback abilities versus his running back abilities. So a lot of people are saying it's better for him to go in this class because it falls off pretty quick after your first two guys. Um, and I kind of disagree. I think that you would rather be the number six guy next year versus being the ninth guy this year. Because being the ninth guy this year is like bragging about being – I won't say what I want to say, but you can't really brag too much about being the ninth overall QB in, in this class because it falls off too bad. So I think he would be smart to come back, but that's my opinion. Okay. Well, let's get let's get into this game uh, a little bit. Uh, FSU right now is, is considered one of the most explosive teams uh, in the country right now on offense uh, from a, a rushing attack perspective. I think they've had six or seven straight games in a row uh, with over 200 yards rushing, uh, putting it together, you know, Jordan Travis, the running backs. Um, what do you guys think going into this game uh, FSU needs it to do to, to attack Florida, to be able to, to win this game. And, and, and what are on the opposite end of that? What are some concerns that you guys may have uh, just about your offense uh, just overall before we move to the other side of the ball? Um. I think you, you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, we've got to be able to establish the run. Um, you've got Trey Benson is um that's that's a man right there. That's a that's a lot of guy. Um, especially when he gets um going full speed. Trayshawn Ward gives you a um a different type of guy. Um, very good vision. Um, and you couple that with um with the zone read. Um, I, I think you're 
what you see is a lot of similarities in offense. So I think your defense um, gets a chance to see it just with a bigger version um, when he decides that he wants to be an athlete that can run. The difference is you see a more accurate passer with probably better targets um, that provide a bunch of different um, trouble. Like you got six, six, seven is very difficult to defend. Um, no matter who you are, that means he's got he's got a wide catch radius, um, and he can just jump. You can throw the ball to the moon, and you have a shot. So you got that with Johnny Wilson. You've got Pokey, who's explosive, and you've seen kind of sometimes Florida can give up with the safety play, the propensity to give up the big play, and um, and then you've got guys like uh, I got Micah, uh, Micah, I not Micah Parsons, Micah Pittman, yeah. who's doing 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 his thing. So if you can keep the if you can keep them honest. They have to play the pass. It helps develop the running lanes, and I think that's kind of where where they've got to do. It's, um, it's just attack where you've seen teams be able to do it. Uh, I would say the person that um that really um terrifies me. Um, I'm kind of glad the one guy got kicked out, even though I think Prince is doing well. Um, if I Princely, I think that's his name. Um, the yeah. event, I think he's doing very well. But that gum identify what Gervin Dexter is and just. I, I'm not into measuring contests like that guy's good. I'm not, yeah. I mean, wherever he's at, I'm going to either run away from him or I'm going to invite him upfield and try to get and try to counter and get back up. And you know, Miami said Kevin Steele said we ran a counter like 75 times or something against them. Try to try to get that against some um, Gervin, but Gervin is um, definitely a guy who um, I would not mind um, cheering for on Sundays um, if if I have to when I, while covering the Jaguars. I just put that out there. Yeah, I think the uh the weakness run wise on our defense is definitely on the edge. If you saw the Vandy game, uh they struggled going between the tackles, but they got on the edge and was able to do some stuff with that speed they had at running back. Uh, also, I think Deshaun, I think Watson's not not Deshaun Watson, but uh, Desmond uh, my, Watson. Man, Desmond Watson is a big body to move at defensive tackle as well. So they clog up. Is that the four hundred pound kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a big boy. Big boy. <laughs> What uh, James or, or Chris um, talk to us a little bit about about defense? I mean, I, I think you look at all the facts, you look at all the figures. No matter who FSU has played, you know this season they they seem to have moved the ball well. Uh, you know, even in that skid row that you guys had, where you had three losses in a row, you guys were were still moving the ball. You guys ultimately haven't lost by a lot of points this year. Uh, talk to us a, a little bit about the defense. Um, you know, defense. You know, over the last you know couple of games, you've you let up, you know, 16, three, three and 17 over the last four uh, in those last four games. How, how's the defense showing or is that just a product of playing, you know, Georgia Tech, Miami, Syracuse and, and a very depleted Louisiana team? James, you can take it out. Okay. I'll, I'll go after. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think even when you go back and you look at let's look at the three losses um, and really look at Fuller in particular, like Fuller is a guy who everybody's been fired since he got it because he wasn't a sexy name. But mm-hmm. he's actually not a really bad coordinator, especially when he makes adjustments. Guys have been in a position, they just ain't made plays. Um, mm-hmm. But when, but look at the three losses. Wake Forest really had their way in the first half, and that's just a really funky offense. I don't know why. Without having Fabian Lovett and Jared Verse fully um, at your disposal. But they scored a touchdown the beginning of the second half. Then they did not score again until the end of the end of the second half where we were mounting a comeback. I would argue that we just, for whatever reason, our offense went silent and you couldn't score enough points. That happens sometimes. When you look at NC State, all you NC State scored one touchdown against that defense. Um, they were humming. Um, they also knocked the quarterback out, but that was the, the fourth quarter. If Florida State scored any points, 
you beat NC State. Um, and then when you go up against Clemson, again, at that point, you held Clemson to one of their lower point totals on for most of the – and yardage totals. But it was more so that your offense just fell asleep. So I think the adjustments that he makes, those guys are getting more and more confident. And when you look at the duo of Fabian Lovett, Big Robert Cooper, Jared Verse, and now Patrick Payton, who's um, one of the guys he's recruited, because everybody talks about what John Papuchas, I think I said his name right, or Papa Duck, whatever his name is, the defensive <laughs> end coach, he's been developing cats. And that's one of the guys he recruited. And they're all coming off the edge and doing well, and you're able to get waves. Look at Josh Farmer, who's um, a, a local product, um, along with Jared Jackson, who's another transfer from Louisville. And they've made the linebacker play elevate, which are Tatum Bethune and your Kalen Deloches. I think that's really where you're going to see if Kalen Deloche and Tatum Bethune are able to, to flow and play defense like you guys know how Randy Shannon's uh, linebackers. They just flow. Um, it's responsibility and roles is to get to the ball. It's been like that since I played against Randy Shannon defenses um, in the early 2000s. But I think the weakness comes in is, you know, can you exploit the corners? Um, even though I think we got good corner play, but our safety play um, is probably the opposite, I would say, of what Florida has. Our safety play is, is really, really good. You got two NFL guys, like Akeem Dent and Jamie Robinson. Um, Jamie Robinson is a very good tackler, um, flies around to the ball. And then you got another one, Cheyenne Brown, who could come in with Jamie Brown go you know, with Jamie Robinson, excuse me, goes to play the nickel um, if you go into a three-wide set. So it's some cats. It's more bodies, but it's just not as deep. But I think that's where complementary football comes into play. If Florida State is able to stop them and if Florida State is able to score on offense, that's when you kind of play into it. Um, and I think they've done a really, really good job of that um, outside of a few games. What do you think contributed to the uh, the scoring drought in the second half of the North Carolina State game? Mm. Um, I would say that Jordan Travis being afraid of using his legs and wanting to be a quarterback. Um, and I get oh, I like my guy. I, I get I, I've said it. To, I talk, you guys know Denny Thompson very well. I talk to him all the time. I say, Denny, Denny, if your guy goes out there and he wants to be an all pro quarterback, God bless. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. But if he goes out there and says that I want to be a really, really good athlete and do what I do, it's tough to stop. I mean, 230 running at running four five or better. Like that's a I mean, physics comes into play. I'm not no no troll intended, but like you can only hit that so many times. That was Tim, the Tim Tebow effect. Tim Tebow knew I could either throw it deep or if I get some time, I'm gonna run top speed and I'm gonna dare a linebacker to hit me. And my um guy rested dead. My dear friend Gino Hayes found that out um, the hard way, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so it's a lot. That's a lot of man to hit. Um, Anthony Richardson being um, very similar. Gotcha, Chris. What are your thoughts? Um, heard a lot from James on on the offense and the defense. Talk to us a little bit about about Florida State's uh, any concerns that you may have going into this game. Uh, I know there's a lot of confident FSU fans. I know Mike Norvell is not saying UF's name. Uh, right now, a lot of lot of excitement over in uh, in Tallahassee right now. But but any concerns that you have going into this game? Well, what I I want to say that I'm not concerned so much, but I know that Napier is a game day coach, and depending on how these guys take the film that is going to be watched as far as covering our offense goes, how you win against Florida State is by taking out the core of our defense. Taking out the mm -hmm. core means if you can take Fabian Lovett. 
uh, Kalen DeLoach and Jamie Robinson out of a play, then you're you're going to score on us quite quite easy. So what I'm worried about is as good as Napier is, is is getting a guy on particular players to get them out of their play or to get them out of position with whether it be scheme or whether it be a body on them. Uh, what I'm worried about is is how well he prepares his athletes and players for that because uh, I think Napier is one of the best X's and O's coaches that's in the state of Florida personally. Oh, wow. Um, and I also think that Norvell lives by scheme, and he says that his his playbook is built for playmakers. You have to make those big plays for us to succeed. So if you take us out of take us off rhythm or take us off balance, then it that would that would concern me because I think Napier can do enough in the first half to stick with Florida State. It's depending if the will mm. of the team, as in Florida, if if y'all's wills there. This game will be close all the way to the fourth quarter, but if these guys are checked out, because you know there's there's rumors that there's 15, 16 of them gonna transfer out. So if that's the case, yeah. you know, is there will there? Are they going to give their absolute best, or are they gonna give up after the first half? And then me personally, I hope y'all give up, but I don't know. I understand. Yeah, Chris, you, I think you've got some some Gator fans in the uh, in the chat here wondering a, a little bit about some of the game day coaching and definitely some question marks, I think, from some of the game, Gator faithful uh, about Billy Napier on that end of things. Um, Nick, are you, are you there? I know your, your camera's turned off. Yeah, I had, a, I had a, a rogue dog walk in. No, you're, you're good, man. Hey, got a quick question. No, the Gators got a little banged up against Vanderbilt. Had some players out of that game uh, against Vanderbilt. Two Gators were on their probably fourth, fifth, and sixth string wide receivers for part of that game. Uh, obviously, Ventrell Miller, the linebacker, is is currently appealing uh, his first half suspension uh, against FSU for targeting in that Vanderbilt game where he got in the second half. Uh, but Nick, how does Florida look going into uh, Tallahassee on Friday from an injury perspective? Injured? <laughs> Still injured? Um, yeah, I think you're 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 you know. Uh, Ricky, Ricky Pearsall is going to be the really the one you need to watch um, sustain a concussion um, last mm. weekend. You're going to have to go through protocol to see if you can come back. Obviously, um, Ty Bowman coming in and playing so much. Um, he had a couple of drops. Florida had a bunch of drops, um, but the, the receivers yeah. are going to be banged up. I don't expect Jaquavion Frazier's to play. Um, so your, your receivers are going to be banged up. Um, Xavier Henderson – I think is a high angle sprain. So who knows how long those tend to linger. Um, can he come back? And if he is coming back, he's probably not hundred percent healthy and how much can he contribute um, more so than the receivers. And, and I know that we're talking about, you know, the safety play being suspect, but um, the biggest thing for Florida will be Ventro Miller. Now the, mm -hmm. the appeal process isn't anything Florida can do. The SEC has to send it to, um, the national, um, the national officiating chair, who is Steve Shaw, who used to be the head of SEC officiating, um, they would have to send the SEC would have to send it to the national office, and the national office would have to do it. Um, I've got some numbers to call tomorrow morning. It's been a travel day, but it's got some numbers to call tomorrow morning to see if that's going to happen. If Florida doesn't have Ventro Miller in the first half, that's bad news. Um, he is mm -hmm. the Wi-Fi of the defense, and if you try getting stuff done. Uh, without Wi-Fi on your computer, it's not going to work. So Florida's defense needs him in the middle. Um, and the way that that my or Miami, the way that Florida State's offense has been running, um, it, 
you you can't afford not to have Ventrell and then to get him back in the second half, but you know, you're down 28 points, you know, because you didn't have your captain and, and your right. and your guy in the middle. Um, so that's gonna be huge for Florida. Um, I think Florida and FSU probably have the same the same game plan though, and to establish the run. If you look at Florida State, I mean they're the number one in the ACC, the number one passing defense, total defense, scoring defense, um, kind of middle of the pack. Uh, when it comes to, to rush defense, now the linebackers are playing better, um, you know, and, and part of that rush defense is, you know, uh, 250, I think, from like Louisville earlier on in the season. It's not the same team now. Um, but it, it, Florida is what is what they are, and, and we know they need to run the ball. Um, thought they'd run it better. You know, we haven't talked about Vandy yet, but thought they'd run it better last week. Florida needs to establish the run. Um, and, and then – use that, you know, uh, to their advantage if you start getting guys selling out for the run to then hit some play action passes and take advantage of those safeties. I think Florida runs prob is not going to be is not a problem. I think uh, when when AR decides not to tuck it and or or they decide not to call design runs for him, uh, that's when the issue. So I don't I don't have any any uh, second thoughts on my offensive line in the running. Vanderbilt came in to stop the inside run, shut down the mm-hmm. A gap. And was going to pretty much test AR and see how much he wanted to run the ball. And I think well, we came in with kind of a Kentucky game plan. We threw it around 42 times. Uh, we weren't aggressive in the run game. We only had one design run at the top of the first half. Uh, so just from that standpoint, uh, I think they need to make it more of a point to run AR the ball, to run the ball with AR and not uh, give him the option sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gators only rush. 21 times, 32% of their plays against Vanderbilt. Obviously very different than I think a lot of fans expected, especially from what's been working this season. Well, uh, and Chris like and James. Got some weird calling. So in-game, Chris, yeah, yeah. we got a lot of probably in-game stuff around here, Chris. But we appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Uh, we, we, we talked about that, man. Billy Napier hates punters. He he runs on third and eight because he's already going for it on fourth down. He'd rather pick up two on third and eight and, and go for it on fourth and six. Analytics is wrong football. Like, just play – <laughs> just you know, play a lot of overthinking. It's, play it's overthinking. overthinking. Don't overthink it. Yeah, I mean the the biggest thing to me for Florida against Florida State, which I mean against anybody that y'all played this year, it's what Anthony Richardson showing up that game. What right. kid are you getting that day? So, yeah, Florida. I, I know is still hoping for kind of a complete Anthony Richardson and complete uh, running back game. I, I think that we've had some some flashes of of both. Certainly, the the rushing attack as a whole has been a lot more proficient than than the passing attack. But if, if Florida is able to put it all together in a game, they, they certainly could be dangerous. But uh, we're we're going into game twelve, so um, not gonna not gonna hold my breath, but also, you know, not gonna say it couldn't happen either. Uh, J- James, Chris, let's get uh, some score predictions from you. Uh, you know, Florida and Florida State's obviously a rivalry that uh, has been uh, the talk of college football for as long as you know any of us have been alive. It's always a game that everybody looks forward to, usually on the last Saturday of the year. Unfortunately, we get this one uh, right after the St. Thomas Aquinas game uh, on Friday evening this year. But uh, but Chris James, give us a, a score prediction for this one. I, I will. Mine is. 38-27 for Florida State to win. Okay. I'm going to go 35-24. to 24. Um, I just – I Anthony's that – I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a closet Anthony Richardson fan, so I, I think I, – I know what Ant can do. So, um, 
uh, hell, I'm the like, I know I know high school coach said real well, so it's just um, but I also know um that defense has some injuries, and I know right now it looks like we're healthy and, and we're we're moving we're moving forward, and um, there's some guys that I think have some 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 really reachable goals that mean something still. Um, thousand yard receiver and um, a thousand yards on the ground, those mean things. So I think those guys are going to come out and play, and um, but I think it's also still a rivalry, so. I don't see a blowout in this one, um, but I do see um, I see it being relatively um, close, and maybe somebody breaks it open in the fourth, and hopefully that's us, thirty-five to twenty-four. Mm, maybe we can throw James, some James, slow mesh concepts in there, Nick. You and I are on the same page. I've said all year, any Florida has a chance to beat anyone with Anthony Richardson on the field, and now you just don't know because he's a young kid right now, a young. Starter, I, I mean, maybe at this point in the season, you're not considered a young starter anymore, but I mean, this is first year as a starter. We, you've seen that roller coaster of ups and downs, but like, I think he's played well enough for us to win every game out to Georgia. Yeah, uh, the Georgia would be the one outlier of Florida had a chance to win every game <laughs> that Anthony Richardson was on the field. I mean, if you told me they played well enough, I think he should have won. I think some, some of those games early in the season, he didn't play well enough for us to win, and we lost him. I think towards mm-hmm. the end of the season with Vanderbilt, I mean, production wise, what he the way he what he did was wasn't detrimental to the team. He threw for four hundred mm-hmm. yards, two touchdowns. Right. Uh, he had a shitload of drops, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of drops. So the, the percentage is a little down. Yeah. Um. There's some decision making he could have changed, right? Um. Some situations where he made some bad decisions as far as not keeping the ball. But um. Overall, I think he played well enough for us to win football games. Just the turnover on special teams. Uh, the the penalties on defense. Uh, I I don't think we played a terrible defense early. It got bad later once this, it got weird up in uh, Nashville. But early, uh, we was getting stops on third down. It was personal fouls and things like that. Extended drive. So we were the most we were the best disciplined team in it in the SEC. And all of a sudden, this past week it got a little weird. But those are the things that mm-hmm. cost us the game. It wasn't Anthony Richardson. Anybody saying it on the timeline needs to get tested for crack. If you told me Jordan <laughs> Travis went twenty five for forty two. For 400 yards, I would expect a win. Um, right. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really – that's pretty pretty darn good. Three touchdowns, one interception, and then you add – Interception wasn't even drop. on him. So, it was a drop. <laughs> but I'll say I'll say this. One of the things that, you know, hopefully I get a chance to see him this offseason, and we were talking about a little bit, I think too many times – and I've learned this as an adult. I didn't know it as a player, but I learned this as an adult. Um, you can make a lot of money being who you are. Um, if fair. you're who you are unapologetically mm-hmm. – somebody's going to buy that. Um, there are going to always be people who dislike it, but there's always going to be people who buy that. If nobody showed us anything more, 4-5 showed us that. Be who you are unapologetically. There's a there's a brand for it. And what I mean by that is, again, when I'm looking at Ant, because I watch the games, and I'm looking at him, and I see a kid who's been who feels, I don't know if he's been told this, but feels I need to show that I do this better as opposed to, what's going to get you to be better. Um, no better no better person out, um, in the NFL right now than you look at Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts um, was drafted late, but now he's going to be able to pay off by being who he is. And you found somebody. All you got to do is find – it takes one team. One team's got to mm-hmm. love you for who you are. So if your legs are who you are, if you're able to show those different things, I think hopefully he doesn't figure that out against us. Find it out in the bowl game. But don't find it out against us, but – that would be my advice to um to anybody. Like, just screw it. Be who you are unapologetically, and then ball, baby. That's it. 
Mm. I love that. Well, uh, James, Chris, why don't you guys plug uh, your individual uh, Twitter? And I know you guys do a podcast. And, and James, I think you do a few other things. So why don't you go ahead and plug them? We definitely appreciate you guys coming on today. Uh, you can find me at any social media, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Spiratics. And that's how you find me. And the YouTube page as well is at Spiratics. We do a show that goes on television on Monday and Thursday at 7.30 Eastern time. Nice. Television. All right. James. At Big Game James underscore 36 because at Big Game James 36 is apparently still um, in Twitter prison, even though I see Elon. <laughs> you're, you're freeing people. Please free my dog. Oh, at man. We need to get him to put um, a public poll out there, James. Maybe I you mean, can I'm be like – I'm not going to say freeing everybody else. The God, no, my, man is my man has done three hard years in the, in the labor camp. But uh, yeah, I see so many people get so many people get slammed. I don't know how I made it through all these years without getting like kicked out of here, man. It's like a miracle. Yeah, it was still cut himself a big day too. on Twitter today. Yeah, the crazy part is I had never been suspended up until that point. I got the death penalty right out the gate, so it was, it was the wildest mm. thing. But um, at Big Game James underscore thirty six on IG on Twitter. Um, Aspiratics with Chris on Mondays and Thursdays. I'm um, also post game, sometimes half game stuff. Um, at Sports Den underscore Live. If you're looking for basically um, just a fun um, sports and, and and topic show, um, we appreciate the um, the likes people pay that. Um, but bigger than that, man, I can't wait to um, hang out with the guys with the roll up um, on this Friday. Um, liquor will be there at two. Food will be there at three. <laughs> We'll be up there all day. We'll have televisions. We'll have screens. We'll have all the different things, man. Um, it's kid-friendly if you watch them. Um, just don't let them get in, into the um, moonshine or the edibles. That's not on me. That's on bad parenting. My kids drink. We drink. Like, so I, I, I'm with that. So, But um, we'd love to see guys come here. And then let's fellowship um, in a manner which is a little bit different. Um, Absolutely. Social media is for the trolling. It's all for fun. When we get together, man. Let's just have some good vibes, um, and then for a little bit until it's time to um, until it's time to go um, battle. Excuse me, because we ain't doing nothing. I tell people, yeah. I, I haven't lost the game in quite some time, <laughs> but I have watched other young people lose games and win them. So um, we'd love to see you guys come out, check it out. Um, you'll be able to go to the website up until Wednesday. Then after that, just hit Silk up, hit myself in the inbox, hit Chris, CJ, Lariana, whoever, um, and we'll make sure you get your tickets. Um, to that because we want to make sure we um, feed everybody because some of y'all don't know how to critique in private. Y'all talk about people in public. So I want to make sure y'all are good. But if you buy a thousand tickets on Friday, listen, the food is out when it's out. <laughs> That's facts, man. I'm looking forward to uh, linking up with you guys, man. I see y'all boys on Friday. I'm bringing cornhole boards for anybody that won't this smoke. Bro, mm. I got to roll up then because I know you don't got that arm. What? It's like cornhole now. Like yeah. it's literally with a ball. And we can see how good people's arms are, but I'm probably better underhand mm. with the cornhole. I ain't gonna lie to you about that. But um, I got more practice with the cornhole right now. Hmm. We'll see y'all boys on Friday, man. We appreciate y'all for hanging out with us, man. Yeah. Chris James, right. we appreciate your time today uh go follow them spear addicts at spear a-t-i-c-s uh you guys put out a great product we appreciate your time this evening and uh let's have a good game on uh, on friday yeah y'all have a good one going on hey uh, happy thanksgiving happy, happy thanksgiving, thanksgiving.
Chris and James with Spear Addicts and a whole bunch of other things. Um, you guys are going to have a good time there on Friday. So I wish I could make it up there. Uh, let's talk yeah, a little bit more about this game. Uh, but before we do that, we do want to say a couple things. If you are watching on YouTube right now, please shoot uh, a thumbs up on the, uh, the like uh, portion of the YouTube screen there. Uh, comment, chat, super chat, anything else like the comment section right now. <laughs> is is flowing a big debate right now on anthony richardson uh between a lot of folks but uh please make sure that you like and subscribe on youtube we're trying to do more and more there uh but uh let's give another quick shout out to our sponsor over at home field apparel visit them homefieldapparel.com use promo code stadium and gale and get 15 percent off of your order or this week and this week only it started last friday and runs through uh the end of the week use code black friday and you will get 20 percent off of your order while supplies last again probably 20 21 different uf t-shirts uh football related basketball track and field baseball as well as a number of other schools uh so whether it's fr- a family member a friend whatever it might be go check out home field apparel and use promo code stadium and gale for 15 percent off of your order or for this week and this week only use code black friday for 20 percent <laughs> off uh, let's finish talking about this Florida State Florida game. Uh, Silk Nick, any final thoughts? Anything that uh, that James or Chris said that got you uh, thinking or, or uh, question marks that you have on the Florida State side? Um, I'm not. Uh, Florida State's on a nice run. Um, and listen, like like we've said, you know, you can only play who's on the schedule. Um, they've dusted the teams that, that they've played the last month, um, but but I'm not buying. That, that that they're that team. Uh, if you look at, you know, some of their other games, they gave up uh, 139 on the ground to an LSU team that hadn't really found its way and were, you know, uh, an actual kicker making a, a chip shot PAT to go into overtime. They gave up 250 on the road on the ground to Louisville, gave up a buck 70 to Wake Forest on the ground, 182, 167. Like, this is not a good run yeah. defense. I think you need to. They rank seventh in the ACC in run defense. If you if you look at this team, and, and I know James said the linebackers are getting better, and Randy Shad, listen, I've seen, I saw some Randy Shan linebackers for a couple of years here in Gainesville. I understand that. Um, I think Florida should be able to run the ball. I thought Florida should be able to run the ball last week, and that was an abject disaster. So, um, but I mean, the recipe's there. What do you think was a disaster last week? You um, think it was I, so, for effort or just game plan wise? I, bro, first off, 11 a.m. in Nashville. I said it. 11 a.m. in Nashville gets weird. Weird stuff happens. Um, I, I don't know. So I, I see a lot of message board and, and Twitter, and they're like, AR had this running lane. And like, I just don't know if that's an actual read option or if that's just a handoff. Um, and right. I don't think you're going to know that unless. You're in you're in the meeting room or you're in the huddle or, or you're making the play call or you see the play call. Um so I, I don't know. I think they did a good job. I think a, a lot of times I saw the the uh the shoot, I don't know. I, I don't have an explanation for why they couldn't run on Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt had the tenth ranked rushing defense in the SEC. They, oh my bad. Kingsley's not King, Kingsley's not had a good specifically any of the road games he's not played well um i think they kind of stuffed the middle um maybe you should, should try to run off tackle more 
Bro, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. um, hilarious, bro. Let's uh, talk about that in a second. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So I, I, I don't know. Obviously, then you you make some you make some penalties that extend drives. Now, now your defense is out there longer. You get behind. Like Anthony Richardson threw for four hundred because he had to throw the entire fourth quarter. Like, yes, he had a great he started game. Started off throwing though, like that, like that was the game plan from go. And I, I, I didn't see an effort of them trying to run on the edge. He started the yeah. second half and he got Anthony on the edge right away. And I was just like, okay, right well, we're about to get in our bag. But yep. the first half, I seen no effort uh, in him trying to get on the outside. And we started seeing a little spurts here and there of the dive. But Vandy was hell bent on stopping that man and, and testing. Um, I think these, these coaches ain't these coaches are, are, are smart as well. They got nerves as well. Um, I think they knew from a game prep uh, situation that we were going to come in and not want to run Anthony, man. Uh, it's been – I don't think it's just him. I don't foresee that being a thing. One week he runs uh, crazy and ballistic and running people over, and the next week he just uh, has like one or two carries. It, it just doesn't add up, man. Um, and I don't think he's going from week to week saying, oh, I'm just not going to run this week. I think that's a part of the game plan, man. Um, and, and, and every week in the SEC you got to come and play football. Uh, there's no gimmies. There's no looking ahead. There's no week you could come in and just say, I'm going to shelf some stuff. Uh, I just didn't see a game plan. It, it didn't look like we had an approach to that game. If we did, it wasn't yeah. a good one from go. I, I didn't like it. We started yeah, no, I, pushing it around. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, left left a lot of points on the field. Uh, you know, in the first couple of drives, you're up six nothing. Could have been open. You know, up fourteen nothing. You have a couple of uncharacteristic penalties. You have some some penalties that that carry on into you know allowing the, the drive to continue. You have the the muffed punt, uh, which is just a, a wild case of just maybe not knowing where you were or what the, the stakes were uh, there, but uh, it kind of was one of those situations. What is it? Murphy's law. If it can go wrong, it did go wrong uh, for Absolutely. the Gators. And uh, you know, Florida did not have the same rushing attack that they've had all season was a bit surprised uh, watching that and, and rewatching that. But uh, it was, a, it was a tough game. Um, you let Vanderbilt hang around and then it just got a little too much to, uh, to handle, which is a weird thing to say about Vanderbilt, but uh, yeah. you know, unfortunate there. Um, yeah, no doubt. I uh, handled Broadway. Uh, I handled Florida. Broadway better than they handled Van. Let's Yeah, let's. I want to talk more Florida State. Yeah, let's talk about Florida State first. Let's not get too too yeah. far off. Um, we have a uh, a funny situation that happened on the timeline, and we appreciate uh, our buddy Rob putting in a super chat about uh, his comment was Dan Mullen thought Silk was an actual black historian. <laughs> Uh, so now, Danny you are, know who Silk is, man. I don't think he thought I was a black historian at all. He definitely, yeah, no, I don't man. think I think that uh, I know for a fact that Dan Mullen knows who uh, <laughs> yeah, so. who Silk is. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to uh, know the cadence in which everything happened today, uh, Silk here, let me just pull up the exact tweet so I can make sure that I get everything uh, right. Uh, Silk today, uh, at let's see, at 9 19 this morning, so. Uh, early on in the morning, Silk said, this moment in black history, Greg Knox is the only black coach to beat FSU with no prior experience as head coach or calling plays and posted a glorious photo of, of Greg Knox uh, looking gazing over. Off into the sunshine. Yeah, da- dazing off on Ron Zuck Field at Doe Campbell Stadium. Uh, Dan Mullen, uh, six hours later, uh, looks and says he, by the way, Silk did not tag Greg Knox, did not tag Dan Mullen. And based on what I can see, I don't think tagged anybody. 
uh, or anybody tagged Dan Mullen in this. Uh, Dan Mullen responded uh, probably between a couple of uh, Celsiuses and between some some wake <laughs> surfing. Said he was the interim for the Gator Bowl at Mississippi State, so he had experience and deserves an opportunity to be a head coach. Silk then responds, I agree, especially after beating Mike Norvell last year with the odds against him. Um, so if you will remember, Greg Knox is currently the running backs coach at Buffalo, uh, the, <laughs> Buff- the University of Buffalo, not the Buffalo Bills. Um, great, I, don't, I don't know if that shot's coming, but uh, congratulations to Greg Knox and, and certainly Silk made for a very funny moment on the timeline today. Oh, I've seen a couple I, I, of I didn't even see the reply. You didn't see the reply? Yeah, yeah, man. No. Yeah, we was having a conversation, man. I know Dan like that. Uh, I seen a couple of old coaches, Christian Robinson. I'm forgetting who else. Uh, it's the D-line coach. Uh, David Turner, I think yep. his name is. I seen them like it, right? Oh, that was early on when I first tweeted. So I was like, okay, they probably got it in the old group chat. They probably sprung it back up, you know? Um, then I seen them comment. And my thread, keep in mind, my mentions have been nuts all day, right? So Yeah, I can, I can't see, I can see why. <laughs> So, so somebody hit me up and was like, "Hey man, you the goat." And I was like, "What are you talking about? Like, what could this be about?" Um, and I still hadn't seen it for like another ten minutes later. I opened up. I'm like, "Yo, is that fucking Dan Mullen? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the hell?" So shout out to Dan, man. You, you, you were going in like Dan. you were going in like clicking the blue check to see if it was like a notable a or a Twitter blue or yeah, man. You know they be playing around. <laughs> I wanted to make sure. I I, uh, I touted yeah. Greg until until the uh, Gasparilla Bowl as the greatest interim head coach of all time. He was two and zero. Oh. He He's got to be up there. He's two and one now, but but was two, two and one. Oh. I don't know who Buffalo coach is, but you know when you get fired, man, you, you got a hell of a guy on your staff. Shout out yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> nah. When you get fired, already firing Buffalo's head coach. Don't know if hey, there Buffalo will be, any... be out of high school, man. They can't be any better than they was back then. They were terrible. <laughs> no, nah, I think anytime that they get a good coach, they uh, they lose them. Um, but Dan Mullen liked your tweet, Silk. A bunch of a uh, bunch of prominent Twitter uh, folks liked your tweet. I'm looking to see who else. But Marco Ortiz, uh, everybody knows Marco or our uh, Marco Ortiz. Let's see, a bunch of names on here. Definitely a very funny time on the internet today. Uh, and then Chris Sorley, you had a super track question. Uh, I'm going to hold that one until we get to the Vanderbilt conversation. So uh, I'll make sure that we do that. Uh, but let's get a uh, let's get some final thoughts on on Florida State uh, in Florida. We kind of wavered off a little bit. All good. Yeah, uh, I'm not I like I'm with I'm with Nick. Um, watch, watch plenty of Florida State. I haven't watched a whole lot of them the last. I didn't think I was gonna get a lot of Louisiana film, uh, or Miami. So, like, a lot of those games, I just didn't think I was gonna learn anything new about Florida State. But, um, they say they're healthier on the defense. Uh, but what I've seen defensively is like it's for stopping the run. I think we're gonna be able to get off a little bit. I think AR, mm-hmm. I've seen what running quarterbacks could do to their defense with Malik Cunningham and some other people. I think we're gonna be able to get on the edge if if Billy come with the right play calls. If we come and run on the edge, man, I don't. I think we can go in there and spoil a magical season in in, in Tallahassee. Um, they do got yeah, some receivers. The offense can move the ball. They're gonna go score points. Our defense is not are not royal beaters or anything like that. But God forbid they have one of those second halves like they had against North Carolina State, right? Where they just couldn't score. And I don't think North Carolina State no royal beaters, but they couldn't score a whole half. So if we if we stop that run. And they have issues, and we keep Jordan Travis in the pocket. It, it, like it could go, like these ties could turn. 
and I and I like the confidence. Um, regardless of the Devaney L, I know people are criticizing AR for the comment he made as far as uh they're gonna go win this game. Um, I want my quarterback to go in every game feeling that way. Uh, I'm not he gotta live up to whatever he said. Uh he also said he's gonna lean on people and he didn't lean on people this past week. So mm-hmm. I hope and he also said that he it's some reasons he left on the field. Now, we're talking about if some of those are keeps, but in the presser, uh, when they talked to him after the uh I think today. Uh, he said it was some sometimes he should have kept the ball and didn't. So um hope he, hopefully he cleans up that. If we run right like that defense, they're gonna score points. But I think we can outscore those guys. And uh Mike Norvell has in-game uh issues just the same as uh, Billy Napier. Uh he's not a good in-game coach. He's done some some horrific uh play calling situational wise. You gotta look more at the box score look at the actual games, I don't think he's a good in-game coach as well. I think he struggles with when he used timeouts and all that with Billy. I think both of mm-hmm. them going to make mistakes during the game. It's going to be who make the less mistakes. Um, don't have a kicker. They have field goal issues. Mm-hmm. I know we're not beautiful on uh, field goals, but I trust my kicking system way more than them. Um, so that's another uh, factor as well. We'll see how it all play out. But uh, right now, I, what is the appeal process like with uh, Ventrell Miller? It, do we have a shot or we just this is a pipe so dream? It's, it's yeah, not, what's our it's shot? Not Florida. It's not up to Florida. Um, Billy's quote today does not make me feel confident, um, but I will be um, trying to get in contact with Steve Shaw on Tuesday. Um, lady, man. So basically, Florida can ask for, the for SEC those that office. don't know, Nick, everybody okay. that's listening to this podcast here. The three of us know who Steve Shaw is, but let's assume that somebody didn't know who Steve Shaw was. Remind the uh, the fans. Take, take it away, Dan. No, no, I I can <laughs> sometimes just you know be long long winded here, Nick. So I think you just do a bad job being <laughs> concise. Oh man, um, he, called you, he called you bluff, man. <laughs> um, Steve Shaw. Dirty, I know he's man. a member of the dirty Alabama dirty Sports bluff, Hall of man. Fame. Yeah, so Steve Shaw, uh, he served as the coordinator of football officials for the SEC for almost a decade. Um, just this past year, no, in 2019. Oh, i guy on TV. I remember him. Okay. In 2019, he was named the national coordinator of officials for college football officiating boards. So the appeal process would come from the SEC league office, and Florida would probably appeal to the SEC league office and say, hey, we've looked at this film. We don't think that this is targeting. Um, can you send this in? And then the SEC office would look at it. And if they think that there's a case, then they would send it to the national coordinator of officials for college football officiating board, Steve Shaw. Uh, it you think would you got a case? You've seen the clip. You think you got a case? Um, I, I don't think it's targeting. Mm. Um, but the, the way that Billy Napier answered today, uh, he did not seem to be confident. So, I don't even know part of me, you know, wanting to do my job as a reporter is to call into that office and and see if I can get a comment uh, from them. But I don't even know that Florida or the SEC, not Florida, sorry. I don't even know that the SEC has, you know, sent that into Steve Shaw's office. Um, Based on Billy Napier's comment today, it, uh, it didn't seem like he was super optimistic. Uh, maybe he's playing his cards close to his chest. I don't know. Um, mm. So if, but because Ventrell was ejected in the second half, that means he would be out for the entire first half against Florida State. Uh, if if the appeal is not made and um, you know accepted. 
Got you. Sorry, I'm trying to pull up the uh, the link right now. I was reading about Steve Shaw and his time at AT&T and Bell South uh, while you were talking there, Nick. Apparently he did that. Uh, here is the hit that we are t- talking about. We're bouncing all over the place. That's okay. Um, That's share screen. We're still talking Florida State a little bit. I was just curious about Ventrell. Want to know? Uh, I mean, it's it's. Uh... Mike wants to dump it off, and here comes the screen again. Drilled at the, the screen again. And we'll watch that again. Drilled. Mike wants to dump it off. Try to see if we can get a. Now we need that uh, hmm. that 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 replay uh, replay that they do on the TV. Damn, that's what we need. That we can't hmm. see nothing. No, it's the helmet they're looking for. The crown of the helmet. I think I thought yeah, his face yeah, yeah, mask yeah. uh, uh, actually yep. hit the, the shoulder pad uh, from a closer view. Um, but we'll see how it all works out. If they do clear Ventrell up, I definitely feel a lot better about this game. But this uh, probably better look here. Right, here yeah. Look at. Let's let's watch this. Let's shout out to my boy Hanson Bear Desmond Watson. Look at I just look at him. It's poetry in motion. All right, so we will slow this one down. All right, so right there, you could look at it and say that's leading with the crown of the helmet, and I think that's how an official would say it. I think he's still seeing what he's hitting. Yeah, I think at one point I think think if he hits, I think if he hits right here, that to me is head completely down, crown of the helmet. I think if you accelerate it a half a yard up, I think his. I mean, again, you know, we're we're splitting hairs here on uh, on microseconds of time, but uh, it does look like his head does peer up a little bit more right before he does hit. It does look like he gets shoulder first, uh, and then helmet. I'll. I'll be honest with you, though. Uh, after watching that, I don't think it gets overturned. Yeah. No doubt. I, I, we got to survive the first half. I think we survived the first. I don't like. I think we'll be able to go get points on that defense. I think we could be able to control the clock. I think we'll be able to get explosive plays. They they vulnerable. Uh, we're a bigger team. I think our offense. We're a bigger team than them as well. Uh, it's gonna be. We'll see how the trenches work out. But um, I like physically the way my team look. When I look at Florida State, they do not look like a big opposing team. Um, yeah, their run game is 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 good. Um, mm-hmm. Our run defense isn't good, but we'll see right. how it all plays out. It's going to come down to uh, which quarterback I think can make plays uh, and not make and not uh, cost their team turnover wise. Um, similarly in the quarterback yeah. position, in the quarterback, uh, I think uh, Travis is more efficient on paper, um, but he's not actually he hasn't been asked to do a lot these last few weeks. When he was asked to do a lot at North Carolina State game, I seen a lot of mistakes. So. We'll see where we at with it, man. That's my overall take. What you got, Dan? Yeah, no, I think the Florida State is definitely an improved team from the teams that we've seen the last few years. I don't think that they're perfect. I do think that their their record is a a, a bit of a probably a bit of a mirage. I think if they had a slightly tougher schedule, um, you know, certainly getting to play LSU at the beginning of the year compared to a little bit later on, you know, I'm not taking away that win from them. They still had to go out and play, you know, the, the team that they, that they have there in the Superdome, but um, you know, FSU has some weapons, you know, I'm, I am a little concerned about Johnny Wilson and the ability to, you know, for the Gators to get him under, under wraps. And I think that that Florida state has some weapons and if they can exploit those weapons, you know, there is a chance that Florida state can win. I think if Florida doesn't, you know, commit penalties. I think if they stay to their game, they don't, you know, have turnovers. You know, I 
think that that Florida and FSU still match up pretty well. I think that Florida has some talented players on their team, and I think that there's holes to exploit against FSU. You know, hopefully, you know, Florida has a fire under them against after losing a game to Vanderbilt. But I also know there's a lot of people looking forward to transferring. A lot of people looking forward to the NFL. A lot of people that are still struggling with that Vanderbilt game. That sometimes, especially on a short week, it can be tough to uh, to get up for. So hopefully. You know this team is is a team that's excited and ready to go on uh, on Friday night. Yeah, I um, there, there. Listen, there is Billy Neighbor even said it. You know, uh, last week as you had a couple guys uh, enter the transfer port, and I don't want to like hammer guys about doing it. Like you got to do what's best for you. Um, it's an odd time to I, do it, though, Nick. It, it kind yeah, it kind of puts a bad taste in my mouth to like leave the team. You can't leave the team. Like, you can't, like, all right, like, Trent Whittemore has already graduated. He is in the portal. That makes sense for right. him. Um, for other guys where you haven't graduated, you can't enter the portal until December 5th to, like, walk in, like, skip a practice, walk in, take all the crap out of your locker, and then dip. Like, to me, that's, like, finish. You made a commitment to your team, uh, even more so than the coaches. You made a commitment to your team. You made a commitment to the program to the university, stick that out. Um, you know, Billy has said that, um, Billy has said, you know, I guys have told me that they're leaving, but they're, you know, at, at, Hey coach, I'm going to go, the, I'm going to hit the transfer portal. I'm not going to be here next year. Uh, but you stay and you help and practice and you do your part. You, you play your role. Um, I like the transfer portal. I think guys should be allowed. Like if a coach can just up and dip, like if Lane Kiffin's going to dip at, on Ole Miss to go to Auburn, um, like, yeah, yeah. Players, players should be able to do that too. Um, yeah, I, I mean, just, I mean, where would where Florida be? <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. I'm sorry. It, it it just puts a bad taste in my mouth, and I, I think there's a lot of guys who um, are going to be in the transfer portal. Double digit guys mm-hmm. are going to be in the transfer portal for Florida. Um, you got guys like Anthony Richardson, who Anthony Richardson, whatever the chat is saying, is going to have a first round grade. Um, mm-hmm. You've got other guys like what? Sound like he may come back though. I don't know, man. He's finally left some like what? Uh, yeah, that comment he said. I don't know, bro. I'm just saying from the, the the quote. I don't know if anybody has that shit on the Twitter on the Twitter Bird app, but uh, he said that uh, he's beating FSU and building for next year. It sounded like a little vagueish, but like um, said like build back, momentum bro. for us. Um, the the Vegas odds for Anthony Richardson coming back. Uh, I think would be in in the four digits. Hmm. Like my like talking to NFL scouts, he has a first round grade. Um, dang, that thing took off. Put that on mute as mm. soon as I hit it. Um, he has a first round grade. The NFL is anticipating that he comes out. Anthony Richardson is going to show up in Indianapolis at four hundred and twenty pounds instead of four forty. He's going to run a 4-3-5. 240. He is not Desmond Watson. Going? Yeah, you sending Dez to the draft. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> 220. 220. He's going to show up at 220 instead of 240. He's going to run a 4-3-5. He's going to run a 4-4. He's not going to throw. He's going to he's going to throw his pro day to five, six receivers who he's been throwing to for a year, two, three years. Uh, it's going to be an orchestrated dance. An orchestrated dance that he's done 14 times before. The ball's going to fly out of his hand. Um, he's His stock is only going to rise. If he comes back next year, like Tim Tebow came back for his senior year, now they're looking for reasons not to draft you. 
they're looking for at every play is being bisected and dissected 30 different ways as to, all right, well, he came back and now we've got a whole nother year to pick apart his game. Um, I don't see Anthony. I think Anthony Richardson, um, not to say that he's already made up his mind. I think based on what I've heard from people around Florida and from more than double digit scouts in the NFL, I think Anthony Richardson is gone after this year. And I, yeah. I think it makes sense for him. That was my I take in the preseason. Sense. It hasn't changed, man. Um, I know everybody was, oh, he did 127 yards this week. He's definitely coming back. I'm like, bro, y'all, y'all got to let this thing play out in his physical traits. It's a down year for quarterbacks. I mean, they're talking about Will Levis going first round. If you ask me who am I taking, Will Levis or Anthony Richardson is for his ceilings, I'm definitely taking Anthony mm-hmm. Richardson, man. So, um, I, I, yeah, I would love I for AR to come back because I think if AR comes back and continues developing, like Florida's a, Florida's a tough team next year. Um, I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't which, see it either. I do think the floor will go after that transfer portal, right? Um, so let's uh, let's where were we? Let's finalize the FSU game real quick. Um, what do you what do you guys think? You think the Gators? You think the Gators win? Keep it close? Lose? What are you, what are you thinking? Um, I think we come in with an appropriate game plan. Um, I think AR is going to come out here and try to you know uh, leave off with a bang because if he is leaving, I don't think he's going to play the bowl game. So this may be his final game as a, as a Gator. So I think he's going to come and let it all hang out. Um, I think it's going to be a very f- close football game uh, coming down to the end. Um, our special team isn't special, and they make mistakes, but I'm just scared to even throw their kicker out there for extra points. So I think <laughs> that gives us a little edge in the special teams game. As long as we don't turn the ball over, give them stuff like we did, like Vandy last week with the with – the, uh, with the punt, muff the muff punt, punt yeah. in those situations, and also the personal fouls. Just play clean, smart football like we were doing before last week. Just clean up the, the BS like that. I think we'll be fine. Defense is going to give up some stuff because Mike Novell is going to scheme some things open, uh, especially with the way our nickel play is is atrocious still. Um, I know I wanted Perkins there, but Perkins was getting uh, a little barbecue sauce as well this past week. Uh, so, like, I know he's going to pick on pick on that position a little bit. Um so he's, they're gonna get they're gonna get some buckets. This is what yeah. it is. But I think I think we're gonna be able to uh, pull some things up. I got it in the high thirties. Yeah, uh, I think we win by four points, something like that. Okay, I mean, I mean 34. Yeah, um, I think that that Florida, especially if they were healthy, uh, stands a really good shot against Florida State. I'm a little worried uh, just about the health of the Gators going into this game. I think the Florida State comes in pretty healthy. Uh, they had some injuries in the middle of the year. A lot of those guys, Jared Verse and uh, a number of the other guys are back now. Um, I'll never say ever on a podcast that Florida State's going to win this game, so I think it's close. Um, you know, I think if Florida can put the put everything together, uh, if Anthony Richardson can have a good game and if Florida can, can limit uh, Jordan Travis uh, from making uh, big impact plays, I think if they play tight on coverage, force him to throw, uh, I think if they force Jordan Travis to throw and win this game, uh, to throw to win this game, I like Florida's chances a lot more. Uh, but if you're playing a lot of zone, if you can't um, – if you're set 10, 12 yards back and, and they can just move the ball kind of at will at, at eight, nine, right. 10 yard uh, outs, then, you know, I think it'll be a tough game for Florida. Um, I think everybody in Tallahassee right now expects to win. Uh, we know that this game is never really just always who expects to win and how much better the other team is. It's going to be a hard fought, if a hard fought game. It's weird being on a Friday night, but uh, you know, I think it's a close game overall. I'll never say Florida state will be Florida ever in my life you can count on no, that. i really don't like this ain't even no fan stuff i think i just I, I don't know i don't feel good i don't think their team that good 
Um, I think our team is just bipolar. I've seen them at their peak, and I've seen them at day. And if we come in on our peak, like, I think I think we could we could do some <laughs> we could, we could really embarrass them or some shit if we come in uh, on on point, man. Looking like the South Carolina game. Uh, shout out to the South Carolina team. Like I don't know what the hell yeah. Spencer Rattler. Like our defense did a, a, a fairly good job. I know it's week to week in college football, but in comparison, they go and score what 50, 60 points on. Uh, Tennessee and beat beat the snot out of those guys. Rattler throw for like three plus four touchdowns, something crazy. Uh, I think Spencer Rattler and Jordan Travis are comparable. I don't think you're far off there. Um, so yeah. if we come on point and play disciplined football, which is going to be difficult a little bit with, Ver- yeah. with Ventura being out on defense early, but if we come in and take care of business, I think we'll be all right. But um, we'll see what football team shows up. Nick, Florida's, Florida's winning this game. Talk to me, Florida. Florida's winning. This I feel game. good, bro. I'm gonna be like, this is no fan stuff. Like, I don't. I think it's. I think it's that stuff is fool's gold over there a little bit, man. What do you think, Nick? What's your take? I, I think it is fool's gold a little bit. Like, like I listen. I said it earlier. You can only play uh, the teams that are on your schedule, and mm-hmm. they've handled business. They've. They've. You could take away a hundred points from their last four games, and they still win. Uh, you know, they're still four and zero, but. It's Syracuse. Like they it's lost to North Carolina State with the quarterback out, and you didn't score a point in the second half. Right, that just and, and, out of my mind, like so much. Well, not there. only that, their quarterback not only was out, he didn't complete. Their backup didn't complete a. I think he completed one pass for minus five yards, in the entire second half. It's not good. Not good. You finish, right, Nick. and it, got Nick. Nick. Nick was giving uh, positivity, man. We got it. We got it. Like, like it. Enjoy the moment, man. Game. Yeah. Dan, yeah, yeah. Dan, Dan, Dan slowed my roll. I got nothing else left now. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> oh. Um, no, I, I think I think Florida. I think Florida can run the ball. Um, I know Anthony. I guess I guess my, uh, I guess my hesitation would be is, is Anthony thinking? Does he look and see what happened with Hendon Hooker and think, no, 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 that ain't me. Um, that I ain't going down like that. Um. I think if Anthony Richardson runs the football, um, makes people feel that 240, like he said, uh, I think Billy Napier will be able to scheme, as, as well as Mike Norvell will be, will be able to scheme against uh, FSU's weaknesses on defense. Um, I know Florida State's got the best scoring defense in the ACC, but that's uh, a product of the last four games they've played. Um, I think, like you, so, like you said, Silk, I think this is a game that gets into the high 30s. You have to – weather the storm and keep it close in that first half without, without Ventra Miller. Like you, you could be exposed uh, without Ventra Miller, middle linebacker. I just think Florida uh, will make the plays. I think they should be able to run the ball, a heavy dose of Montreal Johnson, a heavy dose of uh, Trevor Etienne and Anthony Richardson running the ball. Um, and then with some suspect safety play, that's when you can, you can hit those explosive plays. Like Florida's red zone defense has been, Trash, literally the worst in the SEC, or resident offense, excuse me, worst in the SEC, 121st, I think, in the country. Which makes Um, no sense if you could run the ball. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, when when the, when the, that just comes down to play calling in my mind because you can run the ball. Possibly. Most teams that can run the ball, and and the laws of football have said if you can run football, uh, you're usually successful in the red zone, and we're not. Uh, I don't know if we're getting cute or what's happening, but I think we should be way more successful in the red zone. Uh, could be some better decision making, definitely from our quarterback throughout the season with those keepers. But we're still trying to figure out like what's what's the science behind all that, like what's the real cause. So, 
Yeah. I so, do like uh, uh, Kamari we'll Wilson's uh, jump route. That should have been pick six. He left on some points. I need that back, Kamari. Kamari, well, I need you, that pick. I like to jump on the ball, but I need that back, bro. That, that unfortunately six, is a 14-point swing for the Gators. He drops that. Vanderbilt ends up end, ends up scoring uh, seven. So that was a, an unfortunate but but oh, great good. jump on yeah, the uh, on the ball. Uh, we'll, we'll get into buy or sell at the end of the show. Let's get into a little bit of recruiting, and then we'll we'll finish Vanderbilt. We'll finish everything else. It's been a good content episode so far. Uh, let's give our friends over at Dome Hats a quick thank you uh, for supporting our show. Go visit Dome Hats dot com use promo code stadium gale uh skip the and just stadium gale get 15 percent off of your order they are doing a bunch of new black friday stuff if you've seen the the redell ike quez hat that i have and and i've been wearing uh nick and silk have both wore their uh, dome hats recently if you own a stadium and gale hat that's from our friends over at dome hats go visit domehats.com promo code stadium gale at checkout from a recruiting perspective, a lot of great things have happened in the last few days. So let's run through some of those. Uh, the Gators had a visit with five-star offensive tackle uh, Samson Okunlolu, uh, Okunlola, sorry, uh, five-star out of Brockton, Massachusetts in the Thayer Academy up there. The on-three consensus has him ranked as the 16th best overall player, the number three offensive tackle, and, of course, the number one uh, best player in Massachusetts. At one point, it seemed that this was really a Miami battle and that Miami would take uh, Samson's commitment months ago. Uh, it has extended on Florida, was able to get him on an unofficial visit for a few days in the middle of the week. Uh, he told Gators online that it was great. I got the general tour, got to attend practice, spoke with a bunch of players, and got to speak with the AD a little bit. Uh, I had a lot of feelings. I just wanted to see how they were, how they operate in practice and move day to day. Uh, the weather is good. It was in the 50s when I was down there, so it wasn't true Florida weather, mm. but it's better than what we have up here. Uh, Gators obviously making a huge push for him, uh, and it does seem like he will be making an official visit back to Gainesville and – Okun Lola said uh, that they stack up pretty good right now. The Gators do, uh, but uh, looking forward to seeing the rest of his recruitment. So, Nick Silk, any thoughts there? I think I think this is a Wu Tang Clan recruitment, a little cream recruitment. This is NIL. Absolutely. Cash rules everything around Business. me here. Business Absolutely. decisions. It's two checks here, man. I do like uh, our, our strategy on how they were. Uh, I mean, we got two recruiters, uh, and in the videos you see of these guys putting out, um, they, they put a lot of emphasis on that. Hey, we got two offensive line coaches and all of that. Um, but and from a marketing standpoint, some of the visuals they put out this past week with photos and some of the stuff he put out, I thought was was fire. Uh, but it's gonna come down to business. Um, but it's interesting um, that we got into it this late. You know, I know I, we've been. I've been hearing UF here and there on uh, that middle of the week visit on, on apparent, uh, uh, allegedly his own dime. And, you know, yeah. it can get weird sometimes, but the middle of the week visit, uh, doing no, Vandy great rumors. Right, right, right. You know, <laughs> anywho, uh, I, I think like the, there's some momentum there and it's some that I'm interested in, you know, I think that's, I don't know if he's raising the price for Miami and Ruiz. I don't mind it either way. You know what I'm saying? But 
Uh, I like think like I like that we're in this conversation. I think he's a must get, bro. I think we need yeah. Uh, you need you need a bookend guy that can come in and play like right away, bro. Um, even if it's maybe moving him inside, then he go outside do the little Bama, uh, the way Bama uh, developed their guys. But I think I think this is a must get. I don't know what the uh, the bank account looks like, um, but I think we need to try to close on this guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, love, I think you'd be love, uh, love the um go ahead love the details from that photo shoot. The the pancake honcho like on the box of like pancake mix. That was legit. Um I would sure. say the attention to detail by this staff. Um, you know, obviously name, image, and likeness, recruiting visits and everything else have elevated, you know, a ton since I was there, what, twelve years ago when I was was on that staff, but uh, you know, it's incredible to see what they're doing. Uh, I know Katie Turner is very well respected in the business. Bree Wade uh, and the rest of that staff do a great job. A lot of attention to detail, uh, doing great work and to be able to get him, you know, on an unofficial visit to get him to Gainesville. There's a lot of schools that want him. He's being recruited by any school that you can imagine. So, do I think that Florida is the favorite right now? I can't say that, but do I think that Florida has as good of a chance as anybody in the country right now? I think from the, a few people that I talked to, I think that Florida feels confident about their ability to keep this recruitment going, which is certainly something that that you want and that you need to, to see. And now it's a matter of closing it down. Um, I know him and J- Jaden Rashada, uh, the quarterback commit that the Gators flipped uh, about a week and a half ago now. They were close, uh, you know, and being able to get him and if you can add him to a class that absolutely needs some help on the exterior of the offensive line, uh, the periphery, if you will, um, you know, we'll see. But uh, if you can get him on that unofficial vi- or get him, pardon me, on that official visit, I know he has two left that he's not scheduled. If you can get him down here in December, uh, you know, it's anybody's game. Uh, and then in other recruiting news, I, I, before we talk about some of the positives, we do want to talk about a uh, a situation that arose with uh, four-star quarterback Marcus Stokes, who had been committed to UF since this summer. Uh, his offer uh, was rescinded by the University of Florida. He put out an announcement, I believe it was on Saturday night, uh, that, that Sunday. Florida had pulled – Sunday, my pardon me. Um, the, I knew it was over the weekend at some point. Uh, the Florida had rescinded uh, his offer. He was caught on, on video um, – <laughs> rapping a song and, and saying things that, that should not be uh, said. Um, and, you know, ultimately, uh, unfortunately, you know, decisions have, you know, consequences uh, and Florida did uh, rescind his offer. I don't know if you guys want any uh, additional commentary there. Um, he, uh, I was told in uh, by a couple people that he was, um, Given an opportunity to that Florida was aware of the video and he was given an opportunity to decommit um, and, and you can kind of save face that way. Um, he didn't take that option. And then when the video became public, listen, the University of Florida um, is, is a public institution. The, the company of uh, the UAA runs like a fortune 500 company in, in, in our day and age. Um, you, you can't say that. Right. As a as a white man, you can't say that word. You, um, I don't think Florida, is, you know, really had much of a choice. Like that was that once the video became public, I that's agree. what was going to happen. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't, I don't get the stance of people saying that that, that Florida shouldn't have taken the offer, and it was. I don't, I don't. That that story is huge right now. It's everywhere, yep, yep. and I think it would have been worse yep, if, if Florida had 
Yeah, TMZ, bro. There's a lot of big outlets and internet yep. outlets that, that that's on, man, on every single app. Um, and I do I, I got several takes on it. Um, I commend him for coming out and, and, and doing that apology note, but I don't know if I don't Dan Nick, Nick, I don't know if I don't just decommit and just and, and deal with things personally, you know what I'm saying, in-house and, and just fix things that way. I think uh he brought he brought a lot more attention to it with saying the reason he was decommitting with that note. Uh, opinions are going to fly and then the internet things will viral pretty fast. Uh, but yeah, I mean, accountability is key. You, you make decisions, bro. We've all, we, we know how it is as grown men. Uh, when you make decisions, uh, there's some, there's consequences that come with them good or bad. You got to make the bed you lay in. Um, and like I said on Twitter, most times, like nobody did anything to Marcus Stokes. He made a terrible decision. He recorded mm -hmm. something, uh, and then uploaded it to the internet. Yep. It's 2022, man. Um, you, you just got to have better decision-making than that, especially if you want to be uh, tied to a program like the University of Florida. Like, they gonna, they're they very prestigious, and they're going to want a certain look, especially at the, at the quarterback position. Um, so that's just what it is, man. It's unfortunate, but, I mean, you just got to live with our consequences, man. It's unfortunate for uh, for the situation to occur. Uh, you know, I, I've said this many times uh, in real life. I think I've even said it on the podcast. There's no point in your entire life where you have complete control of what you put out there, other than social media. Uh, in recording the video and posting it means that you are setting yourself up for whatever the repercussions of that uh, tweet, comment, video, whatever it might be, um, are. Um, I don't feel sorry for him. Um, I, I feel um, like he's learned a lesson, but I, I do not feel um, sorry for him. Um, and I hope that that him and other people can use this as an opportunity. And this isn't a high horse statement. This isn't, you know, an opportunity for you to learn and grow. And I hope that others can learn and grow uh, from this situation. It's an inappropriate word. It shouldn't be said. Uh, you shouldn't be putting it out on social media. Um, and you aren't going to get any sympathy from me. Uh, and hopefully, you know, from, from most of the Gator faithful uh, for doing that. So a sad situation. I hope that he's able to, um, you know, learn from it and move on, um, you know, in a better position, a more light position. And hopefully this doesn't, you know, drastically affect his career, his opportunity to play football. But if it does, then that was a choice that you made um, and, and you put out there. People so, have bounced back from stuff like that. Yeah, he'll have opportunity to bounce back. Uh, he also has opportunity, not just like football, but, to you know, uh, it's a life lesson. Um, mm. you know, it's an opportunity to, to just take that as a growth, you know, as a person. And that's the most important. Like, you know, like I think everybody wants to get their opinions off or what Florida may have did wrong, what he may have did wrong. But it's an opportunity for a young man to grow and bounce back, bro. Like he's 17, 18 years old. It's not going to be his first setback, you know, like you're going to get more setbacks. And that's what life is about, man, overcoming those setbacks. So um, my advice to him is just keep on keeping on, man. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um Yep. Whatever's next. Just take it on. Whatever is whatever is next. Um not to uh to jump from that topic too soon. I uh, do want to mention uh the latest on three pardon me, on three hundred rankings came out today. A number of Gators, 11 of them to be exact, are included in those top 300 rankings for on three. Eugene Wilson, who has had a fantastic year out of Gator High School. five stars, Nick. In Tampa. Prime uh, six spots, no? number thirty-one overall. Number thirty-one overall. The y'all got some stars laying around on three. 
Y'all got some stars laying around, man. Pick one up and get one of Eugene Woods. If he ain't a five star, who won? <clears throat> Boy, electric, bro. Either side of the ball, he that deal. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's pretty um, good, Nick. I'm not gonna lie. No, I like him. I, I watched his, and I know he was hurt and he missed a bunch of his senior season, but <clears throat> the the tape he has from when he did play, dude, dude's got jets. Oh, like he he For can sure. run. For he sure. can run. Um, yeah, and I think be the best the I Under think Armour All American game. I think the best player in the country is like our 26th ranked player. He's got the craziest spelling of my name that I've ever seen. Nicholas uh, Hardman, I think is his name. Dude's from yeah. Maryland. He's 6'5", six, 6'3", six, something like that. 225, ran a 10'3", 8 in the 100. Plays, he's an edge rusher, tight end. The, one of the most freakish, athletic crazy looking people i've ever seen we've got ranked at 26 he's uncommitted right now uh i don't think Florida's is really uh, in contention there uh georgia just entered the chat um so uh, i think florida, florida florida fans are rooting for michigan here uh in, in his recruitment just hey head up north buddy uh jim harbaugh can can use you but yeah, that, speaking of michigan so you, gotta, you gotta see this kid run the 10 three run the 100 yeah, it's nuts he's running he he's running next to some guys that look like it, it looks like when um uh, DK Metcalf ran that 100, and you're like, who is that monster running next to these, like, athletes, smaller athletes? Like, he he looks silly running and then just dust people. Yeah, speaking of Michigan, uh, cornerback committed. He's the Gators' longest uh, committed player. Aaron Gates uh, visited Michigan this week. Uh, there was an on-free like article uh, that was posted uh, about him, and uh, you guys will never believe, but they uh, – it was a cold, cold game there in Ann Arbor, and the excuse <laughs> or the the way that they tried to recruit him by uh, uh, with the weather was, hey, when you make it to the NFL, you will potentially play in the NFC North, where mind you, two of the four stadiums are indoors. But uh, to get prepared to play in the NFC North, you should come to Michigan. Thought it was a bit of a reach, but uh, Aaron Gates did visit uh, Michigan this weekend. Uh, let's go. Let's finish this on 300. Cameron James, uh, who is going to the All-American Bowl, formerly the Army All-American Bowl, uh, climbed 10 spots. He's ranked 39th uh, overall. Really good player. Really like him. Uh, Aiden Mizell, who, if he did not miss most of the season with injury, probably would be ranked higher. Uh, Bro, but we got still so ranked speed, boy. 50. You know, I'm a track guy. Oh, I am all. excited, boy. All this yeah. speed, Dick. All that speed. What? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, the Gators sorry, also. Sorry, get, no, uh, no, you're good. Uh, speaking of the FSU game, Gators did flip a few weeks ago. Roger Kearney, uh, the offensive lineman, 6'4, 300 pound. He ranks as the number 70 player overall uh and jakee jackson he was the uh one of the the gators gators highest risers in this class uh, moved into the top 100 and he is now ranked 91 overall i know that john ruiz and miami are heavily after him uh i talked to a buddy of mine he's 91 overall i like that for him 91 overall I was talking to a buddy of mine this weekend. We played golf, and he's a quarterback coach in the uh, Sarasota Manatee area, and he said that Jakeem Jackson is his favorite, and he's an FSU fan. Uh, went to FSU and all. He is. Uh, he said that Jakeem Jackson, in his opinion, is the best cornerback in the country uh, in his oh, mind. Okay. So go ahead and get that good to hear. Good I to got hear. Some- yeah, I like it. Shout out, shout out to my buddy Sage. Uh, Winter Garden safety Jordan Castell, who put out a uh, Love him too. a video. 
yeah, he put out a video of his uh, senior season. He climbed five spots to number 131 overall. Kelby Collins, who I know that we are all very high on, is ranked number 133. Uh, TJ Searcy dropped 50 spots. Nick, I need to talk to whoever ranks these people. Uh, but he comes in at 147. Uh, and Dijon Johnson comes in at 149. And Jane Rashada, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Jane Rashada is the Gators' highest climber in this class. He jumps up 41 spots to 192 overall, uh, which is still well behind where 247 rivals and ESPN, which I know Nick thinks is trash, uh, rank him, but uh, he is Everybody moving he's trash. on up. That's just me. Yeah, not this is, I don't even know how they put that stuff out there. I don't even know if anybody clicking on that is a casual. <laughs> <laughs> and then Andy Jane is the last one ranked in that group, 285. Uh, I don't know. He got off this past Friday we... in the playoffs as well. Andy Jane looking all right, bro. We took the lid off, man. Uh, Kelby Collins uh, in recruiting news is going to be visiting Tuscaloosa this weekend on an unofficial visit. Uh, it is the Iron Bowl. <laughs> I don't know if I'm too worried about it. He put out a tweet the other day or other week. No, we uh, that's it. He's, he's fully committed uh, as a guy from Alabama you get a free opportunity to go to the uh, the Iron Bowl you probably take that and then I know that we've mentioned it uh, Silk I know you talked a bit more about it on the roll up uh, but uh, quarterback for the 2024 class DJ Lagway uh, has announced that he will be announcing his decision date on December the 7th already that is recruiting news all right a lot of people dk said we're shot at 151 that's disrespectful nick dk oh. just know that nick personally <laughs> ranked him that <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. ain't got no stars yeah. for yeah. any got no stars yeah, yeah. for eugene wilson man what, yeah. what are you good for bro we brought you on the show to be able to spike the, the rankings man yeah 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 that's what we're here for yeah that's uh that's a bird bump i guess is what, is yeah, what you're yeah. looking for Oh, bump. a recruiting bump. I think just have a different kind of a bump. Bird, um, bird bump is, is it might be a bump. <laughs> a bird bumps is weird, man. The, the streets, the streets ain't feeling bird right now, man. There's a lot, of, a lot of weird shenanigans, but we'll, we'll, we can't do that. It's weird for Nick. Uh, yeah, no, right that was that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I got no stars. I got nothing to do with the stars. Um, uh, don't even cover recruiting. Um, right. Speaking of recruiting, there is a question from John Wilcox. I know there's a couple other notes in here. Uh, what happened with Ohio State running back? That's Mark Fletcher from American Heritage mm -hmm. uh, down in Fort Lauderdale or Plantation, I guess, officially. Um, I know that he is still working out some visits. I don't know when his announcement date is. For some reason, the date 12-15 sticks out of my mind, but I don't know if I just made that up or not. I've been known to do that on the show, uh, but I know that he's not decommitted or that he has decommitted. He's taking a visit to Florida. He's taking a visit to Miami, and I think that there's probably a few more along the way. To, to um, me, do you guys I think, think I think he and Trey on Weber like so similar though, like the in, in terms of running back and like I don't yeah. know if you need. Both of them, the class you'd rather have a you know a, a top end speed guy. Uh, in, I like in, I, I like I like him how big I like how big he is, Paul. Yeah, weirdness. but I like I like no. his physical I like his physical stature. Um, I think they're they're similar in like top end speed wise. They both are like big physical guys that got a little vision. Uh, and and if we are going for like a third back possibly in this class, I would like somebody with some top end speed. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I want you. Uh, I, I mean, mind, I mean, you're not going to say you're not going to say no to them. You know, I, I'm Hell just saying no. I think that there's that they're similar, for sure. 
Yeah, no, and I think the, the 40... That's the top-end speed desire for me if those are our two backs for this class, yeah. for sure. Sure. Yeah, there's definitely going to be an opportunity to hit the portal. I know that Florida's going after heavily a few big names, uh, speedsters in that 2024 class as well. Uh, but you have to think at some point Florida's going to lose Montreal Johnson, you know, probably after the end of next year uh probably going to lose you know naquan right definitely going to lose lorenzo lingardo you know over the next couple of years so florida will need to add some additional bodies to that room i like mark fletcher a lot i think you guys kind of hit the nail on the head though they're both very very similar not top end guys maybe some bruisers maybe they'll you know be able to to parlay off of each other um i think that mark fletcher would be great to get in the class keep him away from miami i think he could be a very serviceable running back but i also don't think that he's the biggest must get if you didn't have Trayon webb certainly i think that florida's in a, a better spot we do have a question here kyle phillips do you think dj commits to florida on the seventh silk you've probably followed his recruiting a little closer than i have what are your thoughts i feel good um, I'm not gonna do any guarantees or anything like that. Uh, just, just never know. But he don't strike me as a kid that trolls. Uh, and if I'm just going by the momentum of and then like the date changes and and the things that are happening with us, uh, recruiting another quarterback. What's his name? Merkel. What's his name? Uh, Merlinger or man. something like that. I'm yeah, uh, the other quarterback name. Merklinger. Merkel. Yeah, Merklinger. Uh, Jake Merklinger. Merklinger. Four star. Uh, mm-hmm. He came on. He he gave us a visit, and after his, he really enjoyed the visit. Now he left campus. Uh, Lagway changed his decision date from January up to December. Um, I don't, I don't know if that's a coincidence or what's going on, but uh, I feel good. There's a lot of momentum from outside. People think it's us. Uh, we'll see where we at with it. Um, I don't think Texas A and M is in on it. I don't foresee him going there. Um, I was surprised that Clemson didn't make the list. Some people think that's a troll, but I don't think this kid's the type of kid that's going to troll and play games like that. Um, so without Clemson on the list, Jimbo and them looking down, I don't know if LSU is a thing for him right now with Brian Kelly, but it just feels like, you know, um, he's a Gator, but we'll see. What do you think? Signs pointing Nick don't way. follow recruiting. I forgot. Yeah. Nick doesn't follow recruiting. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't follow it as much, you know, it's a mod black man. Um, it's like a model you know, show I, now, bro. I think that Florida has a good shot with either Lagway or Merklinger. I think that, you know, one or the other I like is both, probably boy. likely. And, if, and, and that's where Florida needs to be. They need to get an elite signal caller. You do know, we go get that, both? That class. You, do you, you try to get two elite quarterbacks? What no, do you do? I, I, no. I, I, if you get Jay Rashad, you're, you're, I think it's going to be tough to get both. Not uh, if, right? I mean, there's no reason for me to think Jay Rashad is not coming in. You know, Jay Rashad assigns. I think it'd be tough to go get Merklinger and Lagway. Um, December seventh is gonna be December seventh is gonna be a good day. Just keep silk out of the building because then things get weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we've had a couple of questions. Let's um, let me give it quick. Out of town, December seventh, bro. Like, like, <laughs> we uh, we've got a couple of questions here that I want to uh, get to, but before we do that, I want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at Alumni Hall. Go visit alumnihall.com and go visit them on Archer Road in Gainesville. They just did a big expansion. They've got a bunch of new uh, merchandise uh, available, Nike polos uh, that have been heavily, heavily desired. Uh, I know a lot of you guys are looking for the old Charlie Pell logo. A lot of you guys are looking for the Script Gators logo uh, as well. They are in stock. Uh, it is also getting colder, so if you need blankets and pillows, things of that nature, go visit Alumni Hall dot com or go visit them on archer road uh you will not be disappointed but those pell logo jerseys that's the one with the uf or the gators over the state of florida that goes very very quick so go make sure you go check it out asap alumni hall.com 
All right, we've got a couple of questions. One from John Wilcox very early, uh, probably, geez, 40 minutes ago, said, how many people do you think hit the portal? And then we had a follow-up question from Chris Sorley. Uh, Nick, I've heard you say double-digit transfers leaving soon. Who do you think leaves? I don't know if it'd be appropriate for us to name names, but Nick, maybe right. give us an idea of numbers. Um, I mean, like 12, 13, 15. Um, it's not names that you're going to be surprised either. I mean, you've already got, what, five? Yeah, yeah you've got uh, five or five, six, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me see. We have uh, Zach's got the uh, transfer portal tracker up already for us. Um uh, we've already started writing shells, which is like just getting a story ready for guys that we think will. Um, that doesn't mean that they will, but like you've already had just Griffin McDowell. That list. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 Griffin McDowell, Nick Elksness, Trent Whittemore, Kamar Wilcoxon, uh, Marco Ortiz, Josh Braun. That's just six. think of the opportunity. Uh, uh Whittemore, and you had what happened. <clears throat> Yep, yep, yep. Hamster right Wi-Fi. Transfer. One more time. Uh, so I mean, you've got six guys who have already announced they're going to the portal. Two guys that kicked off that were kicked off. That's eight. I I mean, another ten. <laughs> Dan got that Obama internet, man. Hey, <laughs> look at that boy. Dan, he froze the hell. So like, throw out, fam. Throw out, Dan. Right, <laughs> Dan, Dan, thaw out, Dan. <laughs> thaw <That's> out. Good. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, you're already looking at eight, you know, six, six in the portal. Um, you know, like I, I think if Lorenzo Lingard uh, graduates, he'll transfer. He's a, he's in a situation where he has to graduate to transfer because he's already been in the portal. Like a Naquan Wright, would that be surprising to anyone? Like, there's a bunch of dudes that right. aren't getting playing time right now that it makes more sense for them to hit the portal, and like it's just part of it. Like that's what college football is, and um, people will try to spin it as they don't want to play for Billy or Billy's lost the program and this and that. Like, that's just what college football is going to be. You're going to see, here's one for you. Um, Harold Perkins, what's stopping him from being like, yo, name's hot right now. Let me hit the portal. Come get some NIL offers from three, four schools. Um, come back to LSU. Hey, here's the offer sheet to match. They match it. And now he's back at LSU comes out. In the transport after a sophomore year, does the same thing. Like you're a free agent. It, it's cap. We live in a capitalist society. Go get your money. So there's gonna be guys that, that leave to go find playing time. There's gonna be right. guys that leave because they think there's better business opportunities elsewhere. That's just where college football well, some is. Some people right gonna now. be told to leave. <laughs> like, hey man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's also some encouraging pats on the butt. Like, hey man, <laughs> it ain't me. It's you. Right. And it's time to get the stepping. But listen, there's. It, it's going to work both ways. Like Florida needs to be, hey, thought off. He's back. Thought out. Florida, Florida needs to be aggressive in the transfer portal as well. I think you're going to need. Listen, like you, you might have like one scholarship tight end on the roster. Like you're going to have to go and get players at multiple positions. You're going to have to get tight end, a quarterback. I think you need to go get some linebackers. I think you're going to need to get offensive linemen, depending on who stays, who leaves. Like a little bit like, of air yeah. Time, no, you've got you've got blank check and uh, and you're walking into the grocery store. Quarterback, if AR gone, give me something. I know somebody poking up, ready to go. Hartman, somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I need to get right back. I can't. Um, I can't go into next year with uh, 
questionable quarterback play, bro. Uh, not from what I've seen from this play call in the offense. I'm going to need them to go get them a killer out the, out the portal. Because Rashad if, if is, are, is good, but he's not good enough to play a, uh, as a true no, freshman in the SEC. If, if AR leaves, Florida has to get a transfer pro quarterback. Facts I think they will. What Nick, what I was saying before the uh, the internet here, you can't blame me. You got to blame the parents. I had to send some texts out wondering what happened to the internet. So you start streaming something, whatever it might be. Uh, but I <laughs> dance back on that dial up. It's like, mom, I'm on AOL. Yeah, Turn, put the phone, yeah, yeah, hang yeah. the phone up. Yeah, tell your friends to stop calling. Um, <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is, if if Whittemore doesn't transfer, right, announce his transfer, just think of the opportunity he could have had. Now, I'm sure he's saving himself, make sure he doesn't get hurt and everything else. But uh, Florida could have used him. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know. That that uh, I don't know. That ended kind of weird for me. I don't know. Cause I, yeah, I, I, I thought, I thought he was good enough to get and... playing time. Like I don't it, that that whole situation, like like he fell off the map a little bit. Um his brother decommitted and then boom, we kind of expected it at that point. But uh just him from being from Gainesville at all, that just ended a kind of a little weird for me. I yeah. mean, he 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 cleared out. Cleared out on like a Monday or a Tuesday. Lockers mm. that show up after practice and lockers empty. <laughs> what happened to 14? He's gone. Oh, uh, man, he did one of those m- midday things. You move move out of the uh, significant other's house. When yeah, I did a work. girlfriend like that. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Sam Hartman, yeah, a lot of names. I'll wake Forest quarterback. I uh, obviously can't talk about too much in terms of what's out there, what's not, who's in the transporter, who's not. Uh, I know Florida's going to be very, very active, assuming that Anthony Richardson, which I think we all believe on this podcast, he will. Any truth to the Mays, North Carolina QB, to UF smoke? Uh, again, I think that all, um, all smoke will probably be uh, seen – it will it will come and go pretty quickly because what the transfer portal is what 15 days now? Four, 45. The first one's 45 days. 45. Oh, 45 days. Okay. A little longer than I thought. It starts December 5th. December 5th. Hmm. All right. All right. Well, let's uh any other final thoughts, and then we'll, let's just touch on this Vanderbilt game real quick. Uh, and then we'll get a uh gosh, what do we do? We play by ourselves, we'll do song of the week, and then we'll get out of here. Ooh, I got song of the week. I gotta figure something oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there is one more question. So on the Vanderbilt game, Chris Sorley asked a question. It was about Dejon uh Reynolds. Let me go Did back. They, let, let he me got go. eight catches for 165, man. Two TDs. Um, the boy got busy. He had one drop for he dropped the touchdown, but came back and made up for it. Cause I was like, come on, dog, you can't hit you in the bread basket, baby. But he made up for a good game by Dejan Reynolds, man, showing a lot of promise. Yeah, Chris, if you go back and ask that question again, for some reason YouTube gets rid of that uh, question. I, I think it was about him being healthy or staying healthy. But, Chris, if you could just go ahead and ask that healthy. question again, I'll make sure that we will we get that one answered for you. Uh, from a stats perspective, Florida went in with a, an 85% chance to win. Uh, ultimately, it, it flips about – 98 plays into the game uh, when let's see exactly what play it was, but that's ultimately when, uh, when Vanderbilt took the, took the lead and then just kind of stormed from there on uh, you know, unfortunately the dropped uh, punt, you know, that was recovered in the end zone, the missed pick six, the 
the two field goals instead of touchdowns, just a lot of things, you know, did not go Florida's way. A lot of uncharacteristic penalties, the most penalties that they've had in a game all season, uh, just did not look good in, in any stretch of the imagination uh, at any point during uh, this game. Certainly some things to, uh, to be lauded uh, from a statistics perspective and overall statistics, but just not a, not a good game for the Gators. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of my sentiments already. Um, I just wasn't didn't like the uh the game plan. I didn't like when we got down uh a couple possessions. I didn't like the urgency. Uh, it was just a lot of a lot of just in game questioning. Like uh, I think we lead the league in taking timeouts to the to the locker room. I don't think nobody <laughs> do that better than us. I don't know what we do with them in the locker room, but we we like to take them there. Um, and then towards the end of the game, we're out of timeout. So like it's a lot to be desired game management wise. Um, and it's a growing process, but right now, man, it's just um, that part of the game is, is just frustrating for me right now with watching. You, you know, it's be a hundred percent just just real. Um, that's just tough to watch. Even towards the end of the game, the, the, the decision making of trying to get it to the side. We got like ten seconds, bro. We was blessed to get that last play. What he threw in the stands, like he should have treated that 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 throw way more better than he did because the refs were drunk letting that play uh, be a play because you pretty much killed the game right there, throwing it in bounds. So the play calling is a lot to be desired with uh, clock management. Third downs, the runs on third downs just don't make sense sometimes. Um, running between the tackles so much, like I don't know if we got a toss sweep. You know, like, you know, like run on the perimeter. Uh, go five wide, give me a draw. I just think there's like a lot of lot more things we can add uh, – to, to help AR skill set um, and to, to, you know, the offense. So just that it was just a lot missing for me with that, man. All the throwing the ball around, we look like an air raid offense. That's what that's not what yeah. any of us expected this year. Um, so I'm just a little thrown back. Uh, every football game we won this year, we ran for 210 plus. And, you know, like you got all these nerds in the building. They got to know that too. They got to know how we won the game. So while we getting sexy, while we working on certain things right now, the, the biggest thing is these guys winning. And, and, and like you know, being aggressive, uh, it just felt like feel like we're working on things. Some games, you know, yeah. and, and I don't think we have the luxury of doing that type of stuff, bro. What we call we call them savage nerds <laughs> when we get in the off season, something like that. Yeah, 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 savage nerds. Um, I, I just think I I thought you had found your identity and you start playing to it, and I thought, hey, listen, it, it sucks that you found your identity, you know, in, in week ten. Uh, but at least start playing to it and finish the season out. And then, you know, kind of like you said, did, did not play call uh, or or execute the way we thought Florida would against a bad Vanderbilt team. Who, yeah, honestly, go- shout out to Vanderbilt. Um, if they can beat Tennessee this week without Hendon Hooker, they're yeah. going bowling. Uh, let's see. Gators go. Four fifteen on third down, unacceptable. Second worst. I guess they had two games, so they are twenty five. Not very good play calling. Definitely is is bad. Uh, Nick, want to get to this question, and then I want to hit the special teams uh, discussion before we we get out of here. Do you guys see Reynolds, Dejon Reynolds, uh, becoming uh, wide receiver one along with Caleb Payday Douglas? Young boys look better than the seniors. Um, 
good players, you know, certainly have a lot of room and a lot of opportunity to grow, have had the chance with some injuries uh, like Reynolds a lot, like Douglas a lot. It's still, it's tough to count on outside of a few special occasions, freshmen being your star wide receivers definitely can see Florida, you know, continuing to groom them. And I think that they're both going to be great wide I mean, receivers Justin, for Florida, but any thoughts on that? Number one, your number. I mean, Justin short is playing like a number one receiver this year. Right. Yeah, for sure. He's having a solid season, man. He's eighth. Yeah, he's gonna get eighth, drafted. Eighth in the SEC in yards per game. Um, just had after missing two, just had eight for 106. Um, he would have had a longer touchdown on a play that was broken up if if, if Ant has a good throw um, on it. But uh, I think after him, Ricky Pearsall is your, your your number two. But I do like Day 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 Dejan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, and, and I think Caleb Williams or Caleb Douglas, sorry, um, not the USC quarterback. Um, I think Caleb Douglas is is really good. Billy keeps bringing it up, and, and, and it's an accurate point. That this is a kid that played quarterback until like midway through his junior year, um, so he's still new to the position, still raw. Um, as good as he has been in, in the small glimpses you've seen him, like he's just scratching the surface. So yeah, I think there's a really solid future for both of those guys. I think they'll both be back next year. Um, I'm hoping Ricky Pearsall comes back next year as well. And, and I think you've, you've, you know, you're starting to get uh, a better wide receiver room, but Justin shorter is, is your number one receiver and he's played like it all year. He's yeah, no, played he, better than, better than I expected him to for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's, oh, oh, university of Florida. Number one. Uh, I think both of those guys going to be solid guys and they, you know, um, Caleb Douglas got a, a high ceiling. I like Dejan Reynolds. I mean, they're showing a lot of promise. But I think the type of talent that that we're used to seeing as a wire, a true wide receiver one, um, that's the type of talent that he we got coming into this recruiting class. Um, uh, I mean, yeah. on paper, somebody's got to be wide receiver one. Somebody to get the most targets. And I can see both of these guys, um, uh, possibly being one of those guys. I, I, it depends on who's the quarterback as well. I didn't think, uh. AR was a, a was a magnet to the slot guy with Ricky Pearsall. It, it seemed like Shorter was more of his uh, go-to guy. Um, but it, it just depends on the quarterback and you know um, who they target. Out of the, if they target a slot guy, then it could be Ricky Pearsall. Could be easily num- wide receiver num- number one, being more experienced uh, and, and just been around the game a little bit more. And he's no slouch, but a true number one on the way, bro. Um, that's a lot of discussion. The fans are already having that argument. Who's better, Andy Jean, Mazel, or Eugene Wilson? Like that's already like who gonna be wide receiver one? Who's underrated? Um, so looking forward to that. Absolutely. Uh, and then finally, obviously, a lot of issues with special teams this season. Uh, started off with kickoffs at the beginning of the year. Uh, it's really boiled down to a lack of preparation, or, or certainly a a lack of uh, skill in special teams this year. We saw Florida muff a punt uh, that was recovered for a touchdown. Uh, we've just seen a lot of issues. Uh, Nick, I know you're a little closer. I know there was a discussion about it uh, in the press conference today uh, with Billy Napier and says it's it's kind of everybody working together, you know, with game changer coordinator Chris Couch kind of organizing everything. But I mean, special teams this year have been a, kind of an unmitigated disaster. Uh, and, and this is just about as bad a special teams as I've seen uh, at the University of Florida in my nearly 35 years of, of living. Um, sure. Well, it, 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 if 
especially since I've been unorganized. So if, if you've got one guy that's organizing it, then that falls on him. And then uh, Billy's not going to call <coughs> one guy out in a press conference. Of but course. If you've got a special teams coordinator and your special teams are terrible, then they need better coordinating. Yeah. No, it's, 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 I know that there were some injuries. I know with Pearsall out, I know yeah. with, with X out, uh, you know, Florida, you know, goes to Marshall. And again, but, that, I don't but, that's, co- but that's coaching. If you're a punt right. returner, you put your heels on the 10 and you don't take a step back. If you right. have to go back, then you run forward and you let the ball bounce. If it gets buried inside the 10, good punt. But you don't get into a situation where you're running, you know, backwards trying to catch a ball over your shoulder in the sun right. um, at the five yard line. You don't do that. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's coaching. Just- Right. That's what I was going to say. You know, Florida ultimately just needs to figure out what they're going to do, you know, for special teams moving forward. This has been a, a bad year. Kicking's been off. Um, you know, I know that you're you're counting on a, a walk-on to do that. Um, you know, kickoff return was was bad early on. Punt return has been bad. This isn't the first time a punt's been muffed. Uh, you know, and certainly their ability to to block and, and be able to open and, and get long returns and everything else has been tough. And, and Florida's going to face, you know, Micah Pittman from Florida State this weekend, who's great at, at returning kicks and returning punts. And, and Florida's got to be able to make sure that they don't allow him to get those extra yards. Uh, but I think going into the next year, Florida's got to figure out a different way uh, to attack special teams because it is definitely game changing and it is not game changing in the right way. <laughs> um, and I've been going back and forth with people on our message board about this. Like, I, I, I don't know that you're going to have, you're not going to, first off, you're not getting an offensive coordinator next year. Right. Just like you can keep yelling at it until you're blue in the face. Um, it's not happening. I don't think you're going to get a, one of the 10, you know, on-field coaches uh, as an offense, as a special teams coordinator. Um, Billy really thinks that having two offensive line coaches um it is beneficial. And I think if you look at the offensive line, the way that they've played versus the way they've played in the past, I think yep. you're getting better play. So yeah, that, that is working. Um, I don't think you're going to see uh, a change um, in the secondary to have one coach coach the secondary. So what, what, what coach are you firing to make a, to get a special teams coordinator or what coach are you firing to get an offensive coordinator that that isn't even going to happen. So um, I don't know what changes you make. Um, to to get a on field, you know, to use one of your ten assistants as a special teams coordinator. I, I just don't know how you shuffle around the pieces um, to, to make that happen. Yeah, I respect can... uh, the laws of football and hiring coaches, so you got to figure this out. I tell you that, bro. He just did what he wanted to do. Yeah, <laughs> those special team coach sounds crazy right now when your special teams look this crazy. Right. Yeah. Uh, be 100% frank. Yeah, and I and I think that there's no changes, you know, to the staff, which I I do believe that there will be whether you know, we make them or or individual or not we. I have zero decision in the process whether Florida <laughs> makes them or whether coaches move on, elevate their careers, right? It, it'd be silly to think that a position coach at the University of Florida is not going to be an attractive candidate for a coordinator spot, a head coach spot, whatever that might be. I do think that if Florida and the opportunity comes up, Florida absolutely, like you said, Silk, has to figure out special teams. The idea that you are one of the worst special teams in the country and you don't have a special teams coach to me, if I'm looking at it and I'm a consultant that's hired in, I, I start to I start to look like uh, what's his name in Always Sunny in Philadelphia, right? I start I start looking <laughs> at these, I start looking yeah. at these like Charlie Day, right? Mm-hmm. Start looking at these lines. I start making some connections here. 
right, right, right. All right, boys. Uh, it's been a long show. We've been on for two hours. Uh, do you guys want to do a buy or sell segment, or you want to just skip it and just hope that? Uh, no, nah, man. We gotta get the people. We gotta get man. We can probably uh, skip grading ourselves from last week. I don't yep. know if we need to put ourselves through that, but we can do a buy or sell for that. this week. I, I like that. Uh, yeah, all right, boys. Man. Let's see. Let's get Bro, uh, the lies were big last week on buy or sell silk. So, I bought I bought damn near everything. Yeah, yeah, you hey you he did. said I sound country. I'm from Belgrade, bro. Uh, if I do sound country, the country come out uh sometimes, then yeah, I'm from I'm country, bro. I don't know y'all think I'm from New York City or something. <laughs> All right, I'm guys, muck, let's I'm a Floridian. Muck, muck, muck baby. Muck boy, man, chasing rabbits and you know, doing a bunch of country stuff, man. It went no Walmart, no Publix, none of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we real country. No mall, uh, just footballs. That's all we got. Gators. Fields. Let's do. Let's just do a quick buy or sell segment. We'll get through a few of these. Uh, Gators rush for forty-five yards, have four hundred passing yards against Vanderbilt for a total of four hundred forty-five yards. Uh, really, really off kilter there in terms of probably what was expected. Uh, in games this year, Florida has had three hundred seventy-one or more yards in a game against ranked opponents. So with all of those numbers in mind, do you think that the Gators can muster up 425 or more yards against Florida state this weekend? We're going to have to. (laughs) That's that's, that's the best buyer sell. Well, I don't know if they will, but they have to. They have to. So Silk's buying. Buying it. Let's buy it. Oh, Donnell Harris Jr. from does Donnell? I thought he couldn't play no more or something. We mean portal. Yeah, I thought, I, thought, I thought there were some issues with with some medical things with Donnell, but Donnell Harris Donnell. does hit the transfer portal. Uh, you will remember his name. Florida was recruiting him very, very actively. I, I'm going to buy as well. I think that Florida is able to put a lot of yards on the ground, rushing the ball. Uh, buy or sell this, or not buy or sell? Pick one or the other. Who has more yards rushing in this game? Montrell Johnson, Anthony Richardson, or Trevor Etienne? Mm. Give me uh, AR. Or other, if you want to add another. I'll take AR on this one. AR? Give me AR. AR. All right, I'm going to go with uh, Montrell Johnson then. Ah, I want to go Trevor Etienne. I'm going to stick with Montrell. I think he goes off this game. Uh, let's see Gators leading receiver, uh, Justin shorter or the field. Shorter, Justin shorter <laughs> for sure. Hey man, Bowman got to get it together a little bit, man. Yeah, He's having yeah, a rough yeah. day at it, bro. Woo. Not a great game for Ty Bowman. That's for sure. Uh, I'm going to go with the field. I'm going to say somebody else, maybe Dejon Reynolds, maybe somebody else. Uh, gets the most yards, but I, I just like my chances of being able to pick somebody else and trying to separate us from the pack here. Uh, Gators have again gotten another interception against Vanderbilt. Gators have nine on the year. Do the Gators grab an interception or more against Travis or Jordan Travis? Sorry. Two. Two mm. interceptions. Oh man, Nick trying to end the season with some good PR, bro. Yeah, I, I hired a whole new firm. We have a, a new strategy. Yeah, I'm buying. 
buying. I will. I will buy as well. Uh, and finally, Gators are on a three-game roll of getting a sack in a game. Does that continue against FSU? One hundo. Give me a thirty-three. You owe me one too, bro. Uh, some bad, bad self-discipline plays. Um, cost us some points on the drive. We should have got off the field right there, man. You, you owe me some script sacks, man. So well, he did. Uh, yeah. If you if you Bye. want to if if you want to see him try to return favor to you, he did retweet your Greg Knox tweet from <laughs> I did see yeah. that. So I think he knows that yeah. you were that I you told him I replied to him too. I said, Hey man, I need you to lock in this week, bro. Handle business. I need that. I need to win. That. I Nick, lost all my rivals. I need this win, bro. For yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, it's been they've been talking year. crazy on the timeline. Like they got a real good team. That team's buns, bro. You got to run down on that. I like it. I like his energy. It shifted throughout the show, Nick. Long we uh, coming to run. That's why I got AR as my lead rusher. Mm-hmm. I think last week they, they just got a little weird. I think uh they're gonna make a point to to get out on the edge with AR. They're gonna make an emphasis. Um I don't know if he was trying to hide some on film last week with Vandy or whatever they were trying to do. It was weird. Um, but I, I expect they are going to stoop it on the ground, uh, try to play, um, put put forth his last best effort for the NFL. You know what I'm saying? And I hope that ain't trying to be Aaron Rodgers and in the pocket. I hope it's on the edge rushing. So I got him as leading rusher. And I think we're fine. I love it. I see y'all in tally. <laughs> Nick. I'll buy it. And buy a sack. I'll buy a sack as well. And then finally, let's put it down. Do all three of us have the Gators winning? Yes, sir. All right. I got Florida. All, Florida. All right. All three Big for Florida. Florida. You can call us homers, but that's cool as long as the sponsors keep paying and you keep listening. Uh, you can call me whatever you want. You can call me balding. You can tell me that I need to cut my hair. All of these things that are in the need chat. Come on too. home, Dan. Um, come on home, Do all baby. those things as long as you guys keep listening. Nick, uh, take us out. Song of the week. All right. Real quick, let me do a shout out though, man. No. Uh, shout out to Sunburn. Uh, Car, my guy Car Hill over there. Some Gator fans reached out to me on Facebook, invited me to uh, a dispensary that they were opening in Fort Lauderdale, and also here in West Palm, man. Um, got to kick it with them. Big, big fans of the show. The whole family listened. The whole crew. Uh, they were just, you know, they call us the guys. Said, you know, just dope people, man. Um, if you haven't been to Sunburn, check those guys out as well. Uh, Gator, Florida State owned. Big three community stuff, man. Nick, what are you listening to these days, man? So, you always the yeah, wild card. It's a wild card. Um, we're going with Ramen and OJ by Joyner Lucas. Oh, I like oh, that I one. I read this one down. Yeah, well, you never heard you know, you know uh Joyner Lucas is? I do, yeah. but I don't know the song. I didn't know who he was until uh he was on Eminem's kamikaze album. I would have never found back. him then. That's oh, how I found that. him, but then I was like, "Yo, he raps as fast like he he like the the beat was fast, and he just like kept up with Eminem." I was like, "Oh, like I can spit." So join yeah, Lucas. Is, is he faster OJ. than Twista or Dragon? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, I don't give. I, 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 heard I, in a little I, while. I, I don't. I don't give speed rapping stars either. I give no stars. Hmm. More of Bone fans when it comes to speed rapping. Uh, and uh. uh I don't want to get to my speed rappers. Let's get let's get up out of here, man. Let's get up out of here, boys. Let's we will see you guys at the same time. corner, same time. This time on a Friday night. 
All right. Always have a great Thanksgiving. And if y'all are at uh, if y'all up in Tallahassee at the tailgate, tailgate, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll through too. So man, pull up, man, and you gotta see me on the cornhole for real. Uh, we're gonna play, but hit my DMs if y'all if y'all can't find the link. Hit my DMs. Hit the roll up DMs. Anybody involved, we'll punch you in the right direction. But we're gonna have a beautiful time. Come hang out with us and tell it, baby. Uh, big Kush, big vibes. We're gonna blow these boys out. All right, boys. Have a great Thanksgiving. Go Let's that get black. lit with our... Run, Zook Field, man. Smoking that Noel Pack. Smoking that Noel Pack. Smoking that Noel Pack. Some needs. I need the money, like I need to breathe. I need some honest and I need the scheme. I need the W by any means. Yeah, that I mean. Tell that little bitch that I'm out of her league. Enough is enough, and I think I'm allergic to suckers. You niggas keep making me sneeze. And I'm out for blood, and I'm making them bleed. You try to run, and I'm breaking your knees. I made them fall like I'm ranking the leads. You know I ball like I blame for the lead. I mean what I say, and I say what I mean. I ain't no joke, we ain't making no memes. If I pull up on them, I'm making a scene. And I'm making them scream Straight from the bricks I need a lick I drink the body since I was a jig Nigga unlit How can I miss Came from the bottom and got me a jig Bitch I'm a bet I got a flex You want the crime I don't know what it takes I am built different I'm not what you think I cannot lose I go out with a bang I hope you never say my name in vain I'm with whatever Just not for no games I know they say I change I cannot say the same I bet they want me shackled They're locked in the chains I guess that's just what happens With bad news On my mama I never been fragile I'm the wrong with the fuck With this taboo Turn you niggas to R.I.P. tattoos Still a young nigga Feel like a OG Can't forget all the shit that they told me Tired of niggas thinking that they know me You gon' turn me back into the old me You gon' turn me back into a savage I done did shit you couldn't imagine Leveled up and then bought me a mansion I can never go back to what has been I can never go back to the oldest Know it Back to walking to work on a cold day Back to thinking my ex was my soulmate Back to telling myself it'll be okay We'll be okay We're surviving of rhyming and OJ Shorty paying the bills I had no say I can never go back to the bottom to the bottom, selling drugs and for know when the cops come. Nigga jealous and wanted to rob us. I was just trying to give me some dollars, a couple dollars. Turn my pennies from hundreds to commas. I'm so happy them days are behind us. I ride by different spots, I get flashbacks. I can't get on your level, I'm past that. Watch me run that shit up, I can't go back to none. Trying to get to the top of the world. My nigga went crazy, walked on this corner and seen someone fucking this girl. Fuck all that spinning blocks, that's a little boy shit we catching, we rocking this world. I let everybody have their fun with me Never had a woman say she done with me I was working out on the company I keep money coming in constantly My little brody done be having runs for cheap Trying to get it, I been on the run for weeks I think none of you niggas could come for me Both of my kids got it honestly I'm the real deal All the way on half step Gotta do better than last year That's my motto Put a switch on the bitch for the auto Put them things on the plane like I'm Rollo Try to say that I finally changed up Why the fuck they keep bragging my name up? Cause I'm poppin' I can never go back to the old days no way, back to walking to work on a cold day Back to thinking my ex was my soulmate Back to telling myself it'll be okay We'll be okay, we'll survive in our room and in OJ I was paying the bills, I had no say I can never go back to the bottom To the bottom, selling drugs, never know when the cops come Niggas jealous, they wanted to rob us I was just trying to give me some dollars Couple dollars, turn my penis from hundred to commas I'm so happy them days are behind us I'm so happy them days are behind me I'm so happy the paper don't found me How to keep some good niggas around me How to rid of them niggas down me Keeping good energy and I'm prayed up Tunnel vision ain't nothing can phase us Once you cross me, ain't nothing can save you Pull that thing out of fuck, it's dangerous Bitch, I'm dangerous